He's only seven. Seven! He'll do some murdering, then he'll do some killing. Killing rhymes with seven. Rhymes with seven. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. It's close enough, right? Yeah, definitely. Hey, hey. it's the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the greatest podcast. Mm-hmm. It is known. Done. We've had the Great War. We've had mm-hmm. the Greatest Generation. Yep. We're bringing you the, the greatest podcast. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the steps of greatness. <laughs> Great War number one. Number one. Number two. Greatest Generation. After that. These guys. Great podcast. Mm-hmm. It was all worth it. All worth it. You look in the rear view and you're like, you know that big war and stuff? Yeah. It all led to I'm this. I'm glad Franz Ferdinand got killed, you say. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, no podcast. Yeah, so here we are. Right, yeah. Thanks for dying, dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dying, dickbag. Dick Franz yeah. Ferdinand. Yeah. And we are here today as Uncle Ben. And Hollywood Steve. To be talking about a C seven N. N. Yep, that's it. S E number seven E N. So seven N. I wonder, cause like we all think of it as that, right? But like when I was looking through the posters, I remember it was always just written as like lowercase with no seven. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if that was like just one particular poster that really caught our attention because we were all like, "What the fuck is that? Why is there a seven in place of a V?" It's not even close to replacing Yeah, not a even D. close. It's not like scriform <laughs> where you're like, I get what you're going for here. Yeah, four kind of looks like an A. I get that. Yeah. Or yeah. my concept for Scream 5, which should have been 5, five cream. cream. Yeah, 5 cream. That's obvious what you're going yes. for there. <laughs> yeah, this was kind of just like, let's just stick a number in there. This is yeah. also, though, you, you got to think, like, given the time period, mm-hmm. this was the age where it was just like, I don't know, the band's called Corn. It's with a K and one of the R's is backwards. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I guess. Lip yeah. Biscuit spelled completely fucked off yeah man people the 90s. just into like being illiterate at this time well it was because we were extreme with no e at the beginning holy shit yeah that is pretty wild yes remember how many pockets everybody had on comic so books many pockets dude and just on your pants you'd be like i'm gonna wear a cargo yeah old mm-hmm. pocket pants <laughs> we were all known as collectively cargo pants really does hurt the image of pants with more than four pockets it does because it's just, it's implying that you're hauling a bunch of shit oh we got some cargo there do you like, buddy n- not huh? that you might just need a couple more pockets <laughs> maybe maybe i do <laughs> Got to put my flask somewhere. Exactly. This is an Applebee's after all. They, right? And they get mad at you if you bring your own pina colada. Yeah. I did get mad one time when somebody pointed out that, like, you went through your entire, like, teenage years and never once put a hammer in that loop. And I thought about it, and I was like, I never did put a hammer in my hammer loop really? on my cargo shorts. Never once. I did it just to use it, just for that very purpose. But, yes, no, I, it wasn't ever used like I wasn't like I need I got hammering to do. Was it just in case of the breakout of a hammer time? Yeah, in case hammer. Yeah, in case somebody was like, whoa, whoa, you just gotta <laughs> oh, start shit. fucking oh, hammering oh, fuck. shit. I left my hammer at home. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I knew this would happen one day. Whoever hammers the most gets a bunch of money. It's like Rampage, the game Rampage, where it was like you were destroying shit but getting points somehow. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how do you that think works. That- Every time you're playing a fucking Mario bro uh-huh. and you got to those hammer bros, yeah. you think that whole time they were just kind of like humming to themselves like, mm, oh, 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 hammers, 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 And hammers. When, they do, when they do hit you with the hammer, one of them just goes, please hammer, don't hurt them. 
Please Hammer hurt them. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Please Hammer hurt them. I was thinking maybe the Hammer brothers were like pressed into service by Bowser. Oh, they got press ganged? Yeah, that's why they just threw them randomly instead of like aiming them at you. Yeah. Because they were like, I don't want to hit him. Fuck. It could be that. Yeah. The thing about the cargo shorts that really always blew my mind, though, even back then as I was wearing them, like below the hammer loop, there was that one pocket that was like really steep and narrow, and it had like kind of this diagonal line mm-hmm. at the top, and then it had another like little watch pocket attached to it. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. What was that supposed to be for anyway? Well, that was uh, for your weed and that was your a LSD. Weed pocket. Yeah, oh. you put your LSD in the little tiny pocket. You put your weed in the, the bigger pocket. Yeah. That was my problem as a young, upstanding youth. I put uh, Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost in those pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was stuffing them with. <laughs> when I choose to get high, I smoke the Word. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You want to get high? Read Ezekiel, bro. Oh Ooh. man, should get you fucked up <laughs> in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. I kick ass for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. It's true. This man. is the first time we're recording in person since before, before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah. That is very strange yeah. to me. That is very, very strange. We should uh, try a sumptuous feast of uh, whatever this concoction Let's is. Let's call it a cocktail. Let's call it that. Don't call it a cocktail. Oh, by the way, if you want to fucking get to a movie review, right. fuck yeah. off. But there is a timestamp <laughs> for you. <laughs> In the podcast description, we're nice guys. Stick around. I'm sorry. Okay, I came in a little bit mean right there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fuck you. Hey, okay, that was Steve that time. That wasn't me. But if you want to, yeah, just coming in way hot at him. Uh, Yeah, there's a timestamp for you. Whatever, you can get straight to it. But for right now, we're going to have something that sounded great on paper. Yeah, on paper, the idea of mixing. We've had two moonshines mm-hmm. yep. in, in, over the past month or so. Yep. One was an apple pie one. Great. Yep, a Rattlesnake Rosie's a, brand. Rattlesnake Rosie. The other was a, was a bacon, which was very Maple bacony. Bacon is good, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, These are sent to us by our friend Jeff Rupert. So, of course, we thought. What if you put them together? It sounds like a good thing. A bacon apple pie, buddy. Oh, you got your maple bacon in my apple pie. Oh, you got your apple pie in my maple bacon. <laughs> yeah. You know Here's that wa- conversation. You're walking down the street with your apple pie. You're walking down the street with hands full of cooked bacon. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, maple in the other hand. Yeah, maple in the other hand. Yeah. You are Canadian after all. Now, it doesn't smell great. And it looks like mop water, frankly. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate description that... It's got the appearance, the hue of mop water after cleaning a bathroom. And it doesn't smell very good, no, honestly. No. I thought that it would smell better, but I'm we're gonna just going to find it, out. Yeah, go in there, get your whiskers wet, get your pull. Is it better than it smells? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It mostly just tastes like the apple pie moonshine. Yeah, you mostly get the apple. Yeah. It's like a little smokiness on the back. But it's not bad. It really just goes with the, the kind of whis- the uh, burn there. It's not bad. Yeah, despite the fact that it smelled not great. You know what it down, really... Good. I'll tell you exactly where this puts me as okay. soon as I fucking drink this. This is like if you've ever been to a great autumnal, like October, November, like pig roast. Yes. And then at night you're around a smoky fire and mm-hmm. you're eating some smoky meats and then somebody breaks out some moonshine or whiskey yeah. or something. This tastes exactly like that fucking moment. Yeah. It's kind of a perfect encapsulation. This is, is a fall, fall drink. Yeah. 
That's fucking good. I'm down to clown with it. Like, I could seriously... Like, I really didn't think it was going to be good no, by looking at the it. The aroma is off-putting. Yeah, but, man, it's good. I'm not mad about that, Mm-mm. even at all. That actually might be better than the two yeah, separate. Yeah, just by itself, yeah. Which I was kind of hoping for, honestly. Yeah, me too. Both of them were really good. But, mm. man, mixed together, I'm not mad about that at all. No. I'm just mad about saffron. Mad about saffron? Yeah. Why? I don't know. What about it? You know, what's it doing? Just expensive. Some, just some threads. Some threads. Expensive. It's more expensive than gold. What? What? Uh, I came from fucking Talbot, Tennessee. You came from a crocus. Big deal. A crocus. Yeah, that's where you come from. Uh-huh. Thinking you're better than me, saffron. Get the hell out of here. Oh, big deal. Somebody can soak you in milk and it turns yellow. Oh wow! Wow, what a you skill. add deliciousness to dishes. Oh man. Oh, we can't make a paella without you. No, you can't make a paella without me, saffron. I wonder if Veronica's dad had deep thoughts on saffron. Go back and check out our episode on Veronica. For some reason, I was going fucking Archie Veronica for a second. And I was like, I don't know. Did he? I was just thinking of how her dad had that picture with that paella. That was that a pride like joy, he was man. so proud of he it. He was, and he should have been. It was so Spanish. It Dude, was like the most Spanish picture ever. It really was. A good paella is something you ought to be proud about. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Love paella. But you got to be careful. That pride, that's one of them deadly sins. Oh, and that's what this movie we're going to talk about is about. That's right. That guy would get... Uh, cooked into his own paella for his bride i think <laughs> for sure yeah if veronica's dad had run into john doe he would have been cooked into a paella yeah for sure yeah. you're so proud of your paella i'm gonna cook you in here with saffron the most prideful spice of all whoa you son of a bitch <laughs> that's how john doe talked in the movie right yes, that was that's exactly how it sounded yeah. yeah pretty sure oh well well dude it's been a long time since we caught up yeah it's been about two hours yes, man. since we did the uh, episode on Elvira. Yeah, we did the episode on Elvira remotely Yeah, because my wife wasn't home yet. Oh, because Biden. Well, yeah, and because of and Biden. Because Biden. Yeah, and because of, uh, of the, the supply chain issues. Sure. M- me, the supply chain for me. Let me talk shit really quick Let's about hear it. So that just reminded me, you saying supply chain. So, um, you know, not long ago, me and my good buddy Ryan Bruce went out to Sweetwater headquarters uh-huh. and yeah. filmed a bunch of content out there. I remember this. One of the things that we filmed out there was like a big factory tour. Mm-hmm. And Ryan put up the video over on his channel of us touring the factory, checking out all the facilities. It's really fun. Okay. And this guy, uh, Robert, somebody or another, commented, here's a quick rundown for you. The aisles were empty. I used to be the biggest Sweetwater fan, but over the past two years, they haven't been able to fill a single order. They're out of everything. What? Over the past two years, it's almost as though from fucking March 2020, stuff (laughs) hasn't been the same. It's so weird. It only affected the single company. (laughs) What? Yeah. I hate how people can't figure out how things work. Here's my wrath kicking in, dude. My wrath. wrath, it's coming in, dude. Yeah. And we're drinking this gluttonous beverage. Are we ticking all the boxes? Yeah, we're about to get John Doed. Fuck, yeah. man. And I do not want that. No. And, and honestly, the big problem here is like us just being hunks. We can't yeah. help but per- just provoke lust in yeah. 
everybody everywhere we go. Yeah. and I can't even help it. We know how Kevin Spacey is with his lust. Very bad. Badly Very bad managed. Man. Badly, badly managed. Yeah, he bad man. The pedophile Kevin Spacey yeah, is known pedophile, as. pedophile, rapist Kevin Spacey. Ugh, yeah. I like to send him out into Kevin Spacey is what I like to do. <laughs> I like to kick his little ass out into Spacey. Take that. Yeah. Woo. Find his inner child. Kick its little ass. Eagle style. Eagle style. Get over my foot, Kevin Spacey ass. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we did a, a long distance episode, and now we're in here fucking drinking mop water and yeah. doing in-person episodes. It's awesome. It's a yeah. big day. It's a big day. Big day. Mm-hmm. Finally getting ahead on our schedule. Yeah, this is going to be great. It's, uh, I am one of the most anxious people I, I know, and uh, being ahead one week gives me the the i guess little bit of cushion that makes me feel like everything's gonna be all right everything's gonna be Mm -hmm. all right yeah i like the fear i like it you like it you like to ride the fear fuck yeah yeah i like i like that down to the deadline like Uh do something you crazy motherfucker (laughs) yeah <laughs> like I love that shit, so I kind of live for it. It's a rush, you know. Yeah, okay. Oh, good. what a rush! I say, Ooh, what a rush. Yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking of which, man, I've been watching myself some Dark Side of a Ring. Oh this yeah, week. yeah. Because I finally put up some new episodes on the Hulu. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting on them, waiting on them forever, man. Yeah. And uh, I finally started putting them up. So I've watched the uh, the Chris Canyon episode. Great episode. Very heartbreaking. Boy, what a feel good episode yeah. that well, it was. Feel yeah. bad. It was a really feel very bad feel bad episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name in there? The dude that was like his manager for so long, oh, the yeah, sinister uh-huh. minister. Uh-huh. He definitely has those like satanic priest eyebrows. Yes, which he does. I do love. Yeah, that guy seems like a real fucking character. Yeah, uh-huh. sad fucking story. Yeah, the, I mean, you, being a gay man in the '90s had to suck. Being a gay man in the '90s in a uh, predominantly toxic masculine industry. Probably not easy. Probably not easy. Probably yeah. not a simple life to lead, man. Yep. Sad, sad episode, man. So I watched that one. I watched the uh, the Dynamite Kid one. Oh, dude. Whoa. Um, Whoa, that was crazy. Very, very crazy. I, uh, yes. I mean, Harley Race told Dynamite Kid not to do the diving headbutt. Dynamite Kid told Chris Benoit not to do the diving headbutt. Don't, if you're out there listening now and you're like, I'm going to become a pro wrestler, diving headbutts, my number one move. Don't, don't do that. Listen to us. Yeah. That's, don't do it. It's Get some bad. Help. It turns out real bad for people. No. I recommend trying to spend as much of your life as you can not headbutting anyone or anything. I, Sabu just turned shit off. Oh, he was yeah. just like, fuck, fuck you. this. <laughs> no star review. S- Sandman just got pissed as hell. Yeah, you, you can't Remember hear how he it, just headbutt beers? He Same would. Sandman would just headbutt beers. Smash him, dude. Yeah. I've made Sabu so angry that there's a heat-seeking steel chair heading towards <laughs> my face right now. He's got that thing fucking laser-armed and headed Holy my shit. way. Man's a real artist with a chair. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, speaking of Dark Side of the Ring, I, I mean, I wonder... If they're going to do an episode on him, because he he For got shot. Like he he did a, a match on WWE in the mid '90s, and like he jumped off the top of like the entrance or something onto like four guys, and it was they were just like, no, <laughs> nope, really, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's a lunatic. <laughs> he's <man>. insane. <laughs> Sabu is the shit. 
it also kind of got me like pumped up to watch a bunch of old Sabu matches on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So I did a bunch mm-hmm. of that. Um, and also saw him pop up a little bit in the, is it JWE, the Japanese uh-huh, yeah. stream deathmatch mm-hmm. wrestling episode, him and Terry Funk and a bunch yeah. of other guys. Holy shit. Yeah. When that they talk, Yeah. When they talk to the guy who started that, that dude is hard as fuck. That guy's hard <laughs> as fuck, man. All those dealings with the Yakuza and all this shit. Yeah. What? Holy moly. Uh-huh. Yeah, that shit was rough. Did you really see, rough? Have you seen the one yet? Uh, I think it's about FMW where it's or no, I don't, or XPW. It's a uh, extreme pro wrestling, and the guy no. who started it was like in. He was like a porn producer before that, and so like they'd be making porn like off to the side while the guys were getting ready for a match. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Jeez. It, it, all of them, of course. Dark side of the ring. All of them get dark as fuck, of uh, course. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They are not going to run out of stories either. There's so much stuff they haven't covered yet. It's insane. Yeah. Man. I it love really that show. is nuts. And, and seriously, like, even if you don't like wrestling. Yeah. You don't have to know no. wrestling to watch this. Yeah. The stories and the narration and the editing and stuff are so captivating. Yeah. That I don't really see how you couldn't get into it. Yeah. Because no. it's really about the human side of things. I it mean, is. it's not about like, yeah. and then he invented the body slam. Yeah. It's not really about that. It's really about you, the human side. I think if you watch from the beginning, it kind of guides you through like the terms and stuff. Like if you watch from the beginning, they'll like mention certain things that they'll say later, but like they define it early on. So yeah. later when they're talking about what a, a mark is or whatever, you're like, oh, I know. That's me. Yeah. I'm a marketer. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good watch, man. Not a feel-good watch, but no. it is a good watch. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, this week, we did we did have ourselves a really great feel-good watch, man. We finished up the new season of Queer Eye. <laughs> Look out, coming in hot. Rattlesnake Rosie, she bit you. She got you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That, that was is... just a revelation to you. It's like, you watched Queer Eye? <laughs> yeah, it really blew my mind. You no, really are liberal. I just took a... Just took a, a a little snoop. drink of this uh, moonshine, and boy, did I take too much, and it was hot. Yeah, coming Good in stuff, hot on though. you. It is pretty tasty. All right, we'll try this again without without the exploso on there. Uh-huh. New season of Queer Eye. Achoo! Oh, God, there he goes again. <laughs> Dude, it is a fucking treasure. That show, I swear to God, man, like they are really doing Make wonderful, wonderful things, yeah. man, for the people on the show and for the people watching the show, and it's mm-hmm. just so... It's just so positive and just so uplifting, man. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of times in this uh, this new season, especially, what will get your, your allergies just plumbing yeah, going. Yeah, just acting you up. You want me to give you a taste? Uh-oh. Listen. Oh, I thought you were going to start crying. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's so that's what it's like. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I'm, I'm a real blubberer. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's an episode on there where they go and help out this woman who has a a shelter for special needs animals. Okay. And also, it's sort of like a rehabilitation thing for special needs kids, too. Okay. It's like, you know, like petting zoo and meet the animals and uh-huh. all this kind of stuff. And uh, there's a line, like, maybe 10 minutes into the episode where she's like, you've just never seen something until you've seen a uh, a blind horse getting petted by a blind child. Oh. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like, 
brutal dude it's awesome you know you know the george jones song me without you right oh that's a fucking masher like yeah, like every line is like the most devastating thing you could think worse. of yeah yeah everything you were just saying was like wait what <laughs> and, and it recently bunch, burned oh. down <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's that third verse where he sings and then the blind horse got petted <laughs> by her blind kid but nobody told like him so he never oh. knew what he was doing. Oh my god, a crying <laughs> bar! Yeah, dude. Our George Jones impressions—it's great, pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, great. But man, the, the new season of that is just wonderful. They can keep making that show as long as they fucking want to. Yeah, I agree with that. And I will watch it for. Fucking Seems to ever. make people happy. It does. I like man. that. If anything ever like sees the light of day, where it's just like, oh, fucking uh, Bobby was caught uh, shooting peep puppies with a BB gun. Jesus. I'll be like, oh, God, I'm betrayed. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, uh, you know what? I think that people can help people and do nice things and be imperfect people themselves. So unless it's something horrendous that comes out, it's easy to be like, you know what? Okay. Okay, You shot a puppy for fun one time. With a BB gun. Oh, you do it every weekend. Okay, that's a Mm, problem. That's a little bit different. Yeah. So what you're saying is they can go ahead and quote you on Twitter and say, Hollywood, let Kevin Spacey back in. <laughs> Steven Spratling, Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. Listen. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but the, no. man, the man could absolutely be cast as a villain in a movie, and it would be like, boo, we hate you. And you'd be like, yeah. right, Yes, per- yes that's what we want. Total heel. Yeah. You only so need like, to be a heel now. Yeah, so if you want if you wanted somebody who's completely unlikable that will also probably tank your movie, Kevin Spacey. Maybe that's the guy. Yeah. You know? All right. So yeah, new season of Queer Eye, fucking fantastic. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. We also watched ourselves a little Saturday matinee the other day. Maybe it's because you've been talking about watching them, them Good Japanese oh, ma- mangum cartoons. That's what they call them. Animes. I'm Animes. pretty sure it's pronounced. Uh-huh. You've been watching them Animes lately. Animes. I thought to myself, you know what I need to do? I need to watch me a Studio Giblet movie. Okay. Which Giblet did Ghibli. you watch? We watched a Kiki, what delivery service she has. Okay. I haven't it's seen this one yet. So, okay, of the of the Studio Giblet movies, uh-huh. I've seen that Spirited Away. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I've seen this Kiki. Okay. I'll tell you what that Miyazaki likes. What's he, that? He likes to write a story where a kid gets a job. Huh. That's just really what he loves. He's like, you know he what? Really There's a does. kid, and then the kid gets a job. It's yeah. like there's a world of magic and wonder. Kiki, she's studying to become a witch. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, she can ride a, a a broom and she has a talking cool cat. Stuff. Her mom makes potions and all kinds of cool things. Do you know what she does? Gets a job. Huh. Spirit of the Way is the same way, where it's like yeah, magical no. world of wonder. Job at a bathhouse. I I mean, honestly, the only other one I've seen, Howl's Moving Castle. Also that. Kid gets a job. Kid gets a job. So I think between that and like a proper Disney education where it's like, you know, you, you learn that your parents die. Uh-huh. You could watch all those as a kid and be really prepared for adulthood. It's just like, you know what, kid? Your parents, they're going to fucking die. And, and then you know what you're going to do? Job. You got to get a job. All right? <laughs> Move on. You're ready to be a grown up now. Yeah. No parents. J-O-B. Get used to it, asshole. <laughs> You know, 
So I think between those two things. That's a good Miyazaki things, impression, too. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it sounded like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was good. It was good. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. I will say that, and I, I said the exact same thing about Spirited Away, there's probably about a solid 45 minutes of the movie where it's just a kid doing a job where it's just like, you know a montage would be fine here. Yeah. You know a montage. Yeah. But showing them do the job is the real important part. Just so you let the kid know, like, jobs. It's going to be em. long and repetitive. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> Asshole. Asshole. It's me, Miyazaki. <laughs> it's not you, Azaki. It's me, Azaki. <laughs> There is no I in Miyazaki. Okay, wait, shut up, There's shut up. There's a couple eyes in Miyazaki. But you know what's in Miyazaki? Me. That's true, it's true. Yeah, and yeah, me and yeah. Me and yeah. Zai. Get you a job, kid. <laughs> That's how it goes. Man, you nailed it, honestly. Yeah. It's what he does, man. But that's all that I've had time to watch this week. Okay. Well, I've watched a thing or two. Uh, last week, I didn't mention that Emily and I watched Psycho Gorman on her birthday. PG. And my voice just broke. Oh. Psycho Gorman on her birthday. We're on the island of Misfit Toys. We watched Psycho Gorman on the island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> I've been wanting to like rewatch that lately. Psycho Gorman? Because it's a 10. Yeah, it is. It's the best movie mm-hmm. of 2022. I can already tell you that. <laughs> It is. It's going to keep me in it's the best It's just a reigning king. Yeah. Like, yeah. every year, henceforth, it's like, well, Psycho Gorman was well, still yeah, the best number movie one that came still, out. Yeah. Still PG. What yeah. a fucking great movie, man. Was there a special occasion for that? I mean, is it just... Emily's birthday. She loves Psycho Gorman. There you go. Yeah. My birthday movie. Yeah. See them hunky boys. I mean, it, it's, it is... I can't think of a movie... Sh- a, mo- a movie. I can't think of a movie... God damn it. <laughs> I nailed it. This uh this whiskey's already getting to Catching me. up to you. I can't get I can't think of a movie she's requested more to watch than Psycho Gorman. Anytime it's like, hey, what can we watch? She's like, Oh, Psycho Gorman. So she loves I can't that say movie, no. man. Can't I'm turn it down, man. Can't yeah. turn it down. Good choice. Is it uh, still awesome? Yeah, it's still fucking a ten. I thought it Absolutely. would be. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Um uh I watched Oceans Eleven. <gasps> Maybe you've heard of it. Oh, Kian's Elf, as they say in Germany. <laughs> that is how they say it. Yeah. 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 Der, der Okean's Elf. Der Okean's Elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the OG or the one with all the hunks in it? The one with all the hunks. Wait, they both have a lot of hunks in them. That's true. Yeah. There's OG hunks or new hunks. But yeah. Yeah, I watched new hunks. New hunks meaning like 20 years ago hunks. Yeah, 20 years ago new hunks. They're new. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so fucking goddamn good. I it's love fun. that yeah, movie, man. It's really fun. It's so like slick and the soundtrack mm. really just moves everything forward and yeah. there's cool cinematography in it. I love that fucking movie. I think yeah. it's awesome. It's very fun. I enjoyed it uh, again. I've seen it so many times. I also watched a movie I hate seen called The Thin Man. Which, the Thin Man? Yeah, it is a... It Go is, eat a sandwich, buddy! Exactly. That's That was the resolution of the movie. This fellow should eat a sandwich. Is it a keto movie? Um, No, it's. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I see. I think they eat some bread in there. Um, So, The Thin Man, it's a 1934 adaptation of a Dashiell Hammett book, The Thin Man. Oh, it's owed. It's owed. But it's, it's on movie. it's on uh what you call it? HBO Max. Oh, it was on Hobo? Uh-huh. Hobo Max. It's funny. It's good. Hmm. Yeah, I liked it. The Thin Man. So it's not like a horror. No, no. It's uh it's a detective thing, but more like comedic detective thing. Mm. Yeah. All right. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. 
it's a it's a little bit pre-code like the Hayes code had been introduced but it hadn't been strictly enforced so there's some more risque things that you wouldn't see for another 15 years after look that. at you see like an ankle or something in there <laughs> no no they they mentioned divorce and stepfathers no yeah holy Yuck. shit yeah whoa that is just immoral i know i had to go to church immediately after watching it good yeah. good i'm glad you did uh, I also started Archive 81, which I've heard a lot about on our Facebook group and from other people. Now, and the thing is, I've been putting off watching it because I know before I start it, I got to watch Archive 1, Archive oh, 2, yeah. Archive 3, yeah. Archive 4. I can't believe you haven't seen Archive 76? I've only seen Archive 39. Why'd you I was start like, Not there? for me. There's only one that's free. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Archive 81. Uh, so far, I am enjoying. I don't know anything about it. I I just heard. I'd that it say was really go into good. it without knowing anything about it. Is it a show or a movie? Show. Yeah, it's okay. on the Netflix. Is it like a TGIF style show? <laughs> well, Steve Urkel is in it. Okay. Yeah, good. Okay. Good. Sure. This is yeah. a good start. Yeah. Uh, no, I I I wouldn't want to say too much, but it's about a guy who repairs, uh, video basically he repairs mm. film not video oh he film. films yeah he repairs right. film i guess uh, that includes video cassettes but that's his his overall job seems to be restoring film okay and there's some mystery to his life and blah 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 hmm yeah i'm really interested anything, in that yeah. middle blah yeah the blah the the blahs are where it gets fun blah 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 blah, blah. Oh. yeah okay what's it on uh, Netflix. It's on a Netflix. Yeah, I I think it. So far, I think I've seen three episodes, and it has me intrigued. I'm very interested to see where it's gonna go. I'm worried a little. I'm wondering if it's like I haven't read anything about it because I don't want to get any spoilers. I'm yeah. wondering if it's supposed to be like a single season anthology type of thing. Like if it's gonna have a resolution at the end of the season, or if this is gonna be a continuing thing. Because I can see it really wearing out over time okay yeah but if not it is sustainable just, but if it is just one season i can see it being really good so, all right yeah well it might be worth the old scope out there yeah, I mean, check now, it out. now we finished up sex education and we finished up queer eye you know i, I guess maybe we could start that that book of that of that that booby fat booby fat <laughs> the book of booby fat book of booby fat we could start that <laughs> i guess I don't know why I've not been that inspired to watch it. I haven't either. You know what the thing is? I love is? Mando. Yeah, but the Mandalorian, it was like, what is this? But with the book of Boba Fett, it's like, oh, they're cashing in on Boba Fett being cool. Yeah, kind and of. And it's just like, I'm not as inspired to see that. I just don't think I have the connection to the Star Wars universe that a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Like, if the MCU does something, I'm like very interested in seeing where it goes. But with Star Wars, I'm like, I probably, it's probably not my thing. Okay. Mando yeah. was. Mandalorian. Oh, totally. So good, yeah, man. Absolutely was. I think that might be part of it where you're, you're really right where you just said, yeah, with Mandalorian, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Who's yeah. this character? What world is he going to inhabit? With, yeah. But with, you know, it going in being Boba Fett, you're kind of like, well, I sort of know-ish uh -huh. what's going yeah. on here. So it's a little less intriguing and mysterious. Mm -hmm. Plus, I, I assume it does not have the baby. I need to see yeah, the baby. I do I'm love guessing. me a Grogu. Yeah. I'm assuming it doesn't. Yeah. So, but, you know, Mando's going to come back and we'll we'll get some more Grogu. Give I me hope. that baby. I hope so, man. Yeah. That shit was the bomb. Yeah. 
It also got me thinking about just how fucking lame those new Star Wars movies were. <laughs> got me thinking back about. I don't I was like, ever Damn think it. about rewatching any of them, and I still haven't seen the last Skywalker or for the final. Sky- I'm telling you, you need to just fucking Skywalk. Drunken. I know. Instagram I need live this. that shit. Just do yeah. it sometime, man. Man, it's not good. And, and dude, it's it's the kind of thing where just the more I think about the stuff that happened in was Last Jedi was the second one. Yeah, that's it. The uh-huh. Ryan Johnson one. Uh huh. Where there's just so much fucking dumb stuff that happened in there. Dude, if you could just throw a, a, a ship into warp drive and just slice through an entire fleet of bad guy ships, cool, they should have done it to the goddamn Death Star. That would have <laughs> been easy. Fucking slice the thing up. It breaks the whole universe. It's just dumb. Hmm. Yeah. D- did they have... I don't think the Rebellion had a ship big enough to slice through the Death Star. To do a warp drivey and just smash yeah. on through the thing? I think it was huge. It was the size of a moon. They would have to have the ship that they used to do that in Last Jedi. They could have done it if anybody wanted to work anymore. <laughs> All right? All right? Okay, now it makes sense. Gotcha. Think about okay. it. Okay. Think about it. The Last Jedi wasn't my problem. Force Awakens is my problem. They started it bad. Where was it supposed to go? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, not, it's like, it's do a we fine wallow in nostalgia movie, or kill the past? Yeah. Ew. You can't have both, and that's no. what that movie tries to do. And that was, it's also, just don't let J.J. Abrams take the helm of know, your right? thing. Yeah. Just don't Maybe let just him. Don't. Let him fund it. He's he, got a lot of money. Sure, yeah. He always overthinks himself. He always, like, the moment the fans figure it out, he's like, no, that's not it. It's not the thing you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's just always... I know. I I hope that maybe people making, you know, follow-ups to these beloved franchise figure out that whenever you have a a property that has been important to people for decades of their lives, the direction to go with is outwards, not forwards. Yeah, that's what Mandalorian does. That's what Mandalorian does perfectly, man. It introduces, like, a new genre into the world we like. Yep. Now it's a Western. Totally. Yeah. Is that, I mean, even the fucking, that newest Matrix tried to go forward, and it's like, wrong direction. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Should have gone outwards. Just mm-hmm. more about the world, man. That's fine. Tell us more. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know about it. All right, man. So, sounds like I need to check out an archive 81. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely suggest it. I think I've had I, fun with it so I far. I suggest we get a sip on a co-beer. Yeah, we got us here. Uh, Wise Acre Irusu Rice Lager. Woo! And this is a low-cal beer. Only 4%er. 99 calories, it tells us. Oh, well. Look at but, those skinny minis here, dude. Yeah, rice lager. I mean... We're fighting off gluttony right now, yes, aren't we? we are. Pretty sure. So I got this beer today at Corks down in the old city in Knoxville because I was like, you know what? Today was a pretty nice day. It had yeah, the rice lager. That's a nice day. It was beer. a light, crisp day, and then it got real cold. Yeah, it was really cold when I was coming in. Yeah, but I it was wasn't so bad earlier. It. This is just a nice, crystal clear. It is so clear. Beautiful. Yeah. It's almost champagne color yes. beer, you know? That looks dang delightful. It's going to be lighting. It's only like 4% or something like yeah. that. So. Oh, yeah. It's got that. Smells like a good light beer. I was going to say, not in a bad way, it has that Budweiser smell to it. Oh, dude, there's so much more flavor here than you're expecting. That is nice. Oh. There's like a lemony thing going on there. Where'd that come from? I know, right? Wiseacre is out of Nashville, aren't they? Uh Uh-huh, they are. Dude. We don't get much here about what's in here, but yeah, that has got like a 
like yeah, like a citrusy sort of and a light bitterness and to a it. little bitterness. Yeah, there is no mistaking. This is a beer, <laughs> dude. Ninety nine calories. That's great, man. I got ninety nine problems, but these calories ain't one. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you got problems with calories, I feel, I feel bad, bad for, for you, son. Son, <laughs> you know, feel bad for your buns. There son. we go. Mm-hmm. That's really good. It is good. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. It's exactly what you were looking for on a nice day. It really is. Yeah. I would smash the fuck out of this with a Thai meal, like a hot oh, Thai yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fucking killer. That's a masher, dude. Above and beyond what I, I was really, expecting. That color is not what I expected at all. It is so no. like pale and, as you said, champagne-y. Yeah. It's like yeah. almost like apple juice kind of mm-hmm. color in a mm-hmm. way. Nicely effervescent. Very yeah, clear. I like that. I'm a fan of Wouldn't that. Wise taker. That is not bad whatsoever. Well, Steve, I'll tell you what. The tell subject what. of today's show is C7N, what deals with deadly sins of which there are a quantity? Seven. Seven of them. Yeah. Whoa. We got a guy in here who is so crazy that he'll kill people based on them. Kevin Spacey, I'm sure, would say, well, of course I kill people based on the seven deadly sins. I'm gay. Oh, man. He would say that. Why did he do that? I mean, I get why he did it because he's like an entire psycho. But, like, seriously, you get called out for raping another man and you're like, oh, a kid. Yeah, a teenager. Uh, and and you say it's because I'm gay and expect people to go oh, oh. okay well now it's better right what <laughs> oh God man Kevin Spacey sucks fuck you man well anyway uh, he do be killing some people based That's on true. these seven deadly sins uh-huh. Steve it got me to thinking about like oh my God if I ever got in John Doe's crosshairs uh huh. How am I going down, and how are you going down, and sugar, we're going down swinging. <laughs> Fallout Boy, based on these seven sins, what are deadly, Steve? Welcome to the Preview Palace. <laughs> we're going down, down, doobie-doobie-doo. we're going down swinging. We didn't absolutely trash that just now, honestly. That was pretty much exactly how it sounded. Uh, yeah, it was exactly how it sounds. Yeah. Do you have your, your tickets for When We Were Young Fest yet? <laughs> when I saw the lineup, it was like, oh, I was just outside of this. This yeah. was like me at, at like 20 who who was already like, no, I don't think I'm going to keep up with all music that comes out because a lot of it bad. A lot of it bad. Yeah. See, I was like 18, 17-ish yeah. at that point, so there were a handful of those bands that I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, and I've then, listened to some of them for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, but most of them I was like, I'm already into Metallica. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to hear this. Yeah. You know? But no, I'm not going to show up there. I mean, it sounds fun. The people who put on Astro World putting it on. Come on, Astro World was a blast. <laughs> Everyone enjoyed that. Gonna have a bunch of uh, full-grown adults uh, with some uh, swoopy free-range haircuts out there. Oh, there are gonna be so many tight, low-cut pants that people pulled out from the behind all sorts of boxes, and they are not gonna fit. I think that their pride is getting in their way. Whoa. Let's they're, they're transition trying, to the thing. They're trying to be lusty 
but their pride is causing me wrath. Mm. Whoa. That lineup makes me feel slothful toward going. I'd rather just stay home and not move my body, you'd say. Yes, I would like to express self-lust. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steve, we're going to be talking about how we're going to be dying from each of yeah. these seven daily sins. What is the situation that we end up in? The nefarious, uh, let's be totally honest, jigsaw-like ways in yeah. which we are going to get Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. that. Yeah, we'll get to Steve, how are you going to get killed by, let's say, the big E, Envy? How is Envy taking you down? Uh, I'm going to be hunted by rich people for sport. Yeah? Yeah. And you're going to be like, I wish I had your money. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's also plausible. Yeah, it's pretty plausible. I don't know how he'll convince these rich. I mean, he's rich. Right? Like, they say he comes from a wealthy background, well-educated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, maybe he's got some other rich pals who would be like, ooh, this would be a, a, a lark. Maybe we'll people hunt, hunt a podcaster. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah. So, there you go. What All about right. you? I think what's going to happen to me is that I'm going to wake up. I'm mm-hmm. going to be in a dark room uh, with a swinging light bulb. Everything's going to have a weirdly greenish, uh, dingy tint to it. Okay. And there's going to be a, a gun on the table, and there's going to be some headphones attached to like a, I'm not even going to say an iPod. Let's say a Zune, okay. just to make it more scary. That is scary. Oh, my God. What the hell's this? Yeah, I just look at the Zune and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> but I think what's going on is I put the headphones on, and um, all that it is is isolated guitar tracks from the David Lee Roth era Van Halen albums. It's mm-hmm. just Eddie's guitar. Okay. And there's like lots of reminders written on the walls of it being like, this was recorded on tape. Hot for Teacher was one take start to finish. <laughs> You'll never be able to do that. And I'm just yeah. forced to listen to isolated Van Halen guitar until tracks. Until you kill yourself. Until I'm like, I will never I be that. I can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. Let's check out. Mm. Yeah. In the name of the king. Yeah, I like it. Fucking Eddie. That's one way that that would definitely cause my demise. Yeah. No, I, I could see why that would be uh, driving you to the brink of insanity. Right? I'm pretty That's sure. That's what he's going for. Yeah. For your damn sins. Ben, let me ask you. If you're getting lusted to death, getting how's lusty. that going down? Oh, my God, dude. I'm telling you. We're up all night to get lusty. We're up all night to get lusty. <laughs> You know what? It's more fun when you sing it that it way. Is, yeah. It really is. I think what's going to happen is that I, I I wake up and mm-hmm. I'm at a table. Okay. There's a light There's bulb a light swinging. Yeah. It's really grimy in there. It's grimy, yeah. And um, I find myself chained to a chair in a room full of attractive pre- uh, petite brunette women. Okay, yeah. All right. And I, you know, they're free range, but I'm stuck free in this range, chair. Petite brunette woman. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'm stuck in my chair, and it's wow. gonna get to the point where it's just like, there's only one thing that can happen here. You got to get cannibalized <gasps> by these attractive p- petite brunette women that I like so much. I'm gonna get consumed by the object of my desire. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. And most all of them are like Enneagram type eights, so they will do whatever it fucking takes to, to get the job done. To, to murder you with yeah. their teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, it could be worse. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. That's going to be my lust overdrive. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, I'm assuming 
I'll wake up tied to a bed. Yeah, of course. Uh, swing, swing, swing light bulb. bulb. It's it's all grimy. Someone's on top of me, grinding away. Ooh, and I start to have a sex migraine. Oh they no! Just keep going until finally my head explodes. Oh, kabooey! I think that's says. what happens with migraines, right? Yeah, if they get real bad. It's a Batman sound effect. Kabooey! kabooey yeah. Damn. <laughs> so there you go. My head explodes. Is it a blood pressure thing? What causes this? Um, I wish it was a blood pressure thing. It seems to be a pressure thing, but like sinus pressure. Dick pressure. That's why, yeah, that's why I really only get it in the spring, mostly, is when my, my like sinus pressure is the worst, and I'll start to feel it in the back of my neck, just like right here on the left side. I start to feel a tightness, and then it's like, oh no, it's coming. And then you, you start to say... I can feel it. It's my migraine getting in the way of my sex. (laughs) I was born and now I'm feeling like a piece of shit. I I can can feel it. (laughs) That one was for the 40-year-olds out there (laughs) who remember live. That guy's voice is fucking slamming, Mm -hmm. dude. That band they got some mashers. I'm here to tell they you. They mashed them up. They do, man. Mm-hmm. How are you getting gluttonized, Steve? Oh, How this is your real easy. Death? Um, I can drink an inordinate amount of beers. Oh, it can happen, huh? I can. I can do it. If I'm just drinking on a beer, I can just plow through them. They, I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you like you do. Tied to a chair this time. Okay. Swinging light bulb. Uh-huh. The light bulb's got to swing. Always in motion. Yeah. It's got to be hard to plan that. Yeah, like, if, if he's got to be sitting there, like, batting it back yeah. and forth. I think he's until, about to wake up. Okay, I got to go back the bulb. Yeah. I'm watching him through the two-way mirror. <laughs> I think he's about to wake. I already did this five times, and he didn't wake up, but I got to go in the swing light bulb. Oh, maybe you just have it on, like, an extension like cord, and you're just moving it in the, the room behind the two-way mirror. That's just lame. That's professional, though. Yeah, it, it may is. be lame, but it's pro. Yeah. Yeah. But if the guy strapped to the chair sees it, like, the illusion yeah. is broken, and he's like, oh, there's a fishing line, isn't it? In it, oh, John Doe with his British accent. But that's the guy tied to the chair. Oh, yeah, he definitely killed some British people in For there. Sure. sure, yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, he, he he just hooks up like like a, a foie gras style, a a uh, what do you call this? Beer funnel. Beer funnel uh-huh. straight into my stomach. Just keeps pouring them in. Smashing co beers. Just keeps pouring them in. Till Bokush. I like to think he even employed Stone Cold Cold Stone Cream Austin <laughs> to do this to you. And then he kicks me in the stomach, and that's what makes it pop. Does a stunner, yeah. And he stuns me. Wow. Yeah. I like that. That's how okay. you're going down, huh? Yeah. Getting beard out. Yeah, John Doe is going to rope in Stone Cold Steve Austin, apparently. <laughs> Stone Cold, man. Cold Stone Cream Austin. How about you, Ben? This is really, really easy. Okay. For him to do. He doesn't have to make me wake up. There's no swinging light bulb involved. There's nothing. Okay. All that he has to do is basically go on the other side of the wall of the pantry in my apartment. And mm-hmm. what he does is he puts like a bag of potato chips in there. Uh-huh. And then I like eat it. And then I go back to the pantry and through the hole in the wall, he's replaced it with another bag of chips. And I go, okay. oh, okay. And then I eat that bag of chips. Huh. And then he just puts another bag of chips in behind that one. It's actually extremely So you're easy. like a goldfish when it comes to chips. Yeah. You'll just keep eating if yes, they're there. if they're there. Okay. What, people can stop? Um, 
it's impossible. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's. I can't think of a time that anyone's ever stopped eating potato chips. No, ever. I'm gonna give you a, a chip tip. All right, chip tip. Let's hear it. I really like those kettle tater chips. Uh, oh, you love cutting your mouth up. Oh, huge fan. Uh-huh, go I ahead. do that, then I, I mainline some Captain Crunch, uh-huh. destroy all my soft tissues. And then just eat some warheads to just really <laughs> rub it in. Honestly, maybe this is my gluttony. Death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I eat things that destroy my mouth, Yeah, and then I die. <laughs> Could be that. Anyway, your chip tip. Chip tip. Let's hear it. They don't tell you this, but you can buy two bags of chips. This is legal. Legally. You can do this. They're okay. not going to throw you in jail. You can get two bags of chips, mm-hmm. and you know how chip bags are. They're half empty anyway. Yeah. And you can combine them into one master bag. What? And shuffle them up and end up with a chip blend of your own custom creation. I'm here to tell you this. You get a Kettle brand okay. backyard BB Quay. Uh-huh. All right. You get a Kettle brand, I think it's like New York cheddar. Okay. You get you a, barbecue a barbecue and a cheddar, cheddar uh-huh. mixed up together. Shit, dog. Shit. Shit. <laughs> okay. I'm saying more chip brands need to be doing some combo bags because you can get into some lethal yeah. combinations. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Here's if you've one. ever had all dressed uh, potato chips, there are sour cream and cheddar and, I love a sour cream and, and cheddar barbecue chip. all combined. Look out. It's good. It's good stuff. So you know how good the, the Kettle brand salt and vinegar chip is? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had their pepperoncini chip? I think you talked about this recently, I did. and I still haven't had them. It's good. It's not as vinegary. It's uh-huh. more on the like savory, garlicky, oniony side. Mm-hmm. But you can combine that with the salt and vinegar, and then boom, what you look got? The fuck out. Okay. Now you're talking. All right. Now you're fucking mashing. <laughs> now you're mashing. Now we're dead as gluttons, dude. Yeah. What are we gonna sure. die from next year? Um, how about this? Let's die from wrath. Let's wrath, huh? Yeah. Let's Let me rage. tell you how I'm going to die from wrath. How are you wrathing? Here's the thing. I wake up. I'm hooked to an IV. What's the light bulb doing? The light bulb? Swinging. Oh, my God. That thing is just swinging its ass off. Fiercely. Fiercely. Edison bulb. I'm hooked up. I'm, my arms are tied to the chair. My hands are kind of free. Right in front of me is a controller Uh-oh. for an Xbox. What are you p- fucking playing on the this thing? The only game the Xbox will let me play? Multiplayer Call of Duty. I find out what's in the RV. Uh, R- the RV? The, <laughs> <laughs> the IV? What's in the IV? <laughs> meth. Oh, God, you're getting meth out playing your Call yeah, of Duty. It's going to fill me with meth, get that heart pumping like crazy, and then goddamn Call of Duty is going to make me madder in hell. And then your other arm, your your mainline and fucking uh, uh, red Gatorades. How does that? That seems like it would help. It's caffeine. There's no caffeine in Gatorade. Wait, sorry. Uh, Mountain Dew is what I meant to say. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Code Red Mountain Dew. Fuck yeah. (laughs) The Gatorade is keep you alive more. There's an IV of Code Red Mountain Dew and an IV of meth. Yeah. And and I pull out the Mountain Dew. I'm like, God damn, that's too much. (laughs) The sugar's bad for me. (laughs) Obviously, you're not crazy. I guarantee it wouldn't take long. That's a hell of a way to go. Pump me, because, like, oh, my gosh. Like, multiplayer uh, first-person shooters make me so angry. Yeah. Just the angriest. Damn. What's going to kill you wrathfully? Man, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to be in a street race and I'm going to get beat up by a gang and then I'm going to come back with leg braces on as a <laughs> wraith. That's the wraith, not wrath. Uh, and th- I've got the car. Uh, okay. And I can blow them up. Oh, well, that's wrath. Yeah. I'm and the, you died. I am. You it. died before the wrath, but you are the wrath. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. If I was going to come up with an alternate plan. No, I don't know. That wraith one was pretty good. Let's hear it. Though. I'm thinking I, I wake up and, of course, my body is not free. I am constrained. <laughs> what? Yes. I cannot light even bulb? stop. Can, the, what's I can't the condition even stop of the it from swinging. Like, I'm it's dying swinging like crazy? to stop this thing. It is going in just crazy arcs above my head. I'm like, hold still. You're going to damage the filament. The, it's making shadows bounce like crazy everywhere. I cannot tolerate it. Uh-huh. But then the thing that really startles me is, for one, to see the, the gun on the table in front of me mm-hmm. and then realize that I am completely surrounded uh, by a line of vehicles okay. with really loud, wide-open, popping exhaust on their mufflers and stuff. Wow. They've got that new thing going on where people tune their car like stupid so that it makes that popping sound, you yes. know? Uh-huh. And they're just circling the table nonstop. Wow. Yeah. And I think they're also blaring, um, wh- what's that band? Five Flavor Fruit Punch? Five Flavor <laughs> Fruit Punch? <laughs> just some real, like, you know, uh, I- I'm walking out to the octagon to do a fight music. Uh-huh. That kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> That's the band, right? <laughs> like like a monster energy yeah. made a band. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm listening to that band, and they're just blaring it, and they got their popping exhaust and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, I'm not lasting 10 seconds. I'm oh, like, yeah. check, no, please, uh-huh. click, click, boom. I'll say <laughs> click, in click, line with boom. the saliva song that one of the guys is clearly playing through and the window of his car. will be like, yeah, get down Sick, with the sickness. Dude, tight. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where I'm out. Okay. I'm gone after that, man. How are you slothing, dude? Oh, man. Sloth me. So, I wake up unconstrained. Whoa, hang on, twist. But the doors are locked. Can't get out the doors. Okay. Can't get out the windows. The, the the light, not even swinging. Just sitting there. Middle of the room, there's a table. There's a phone. It's got four apps. Uh-oh. It's got an Instagram. It's got a Twitter. It's got a YouTube. And it's got uh, OnlyFans with every subscription. Oh, shit. <laughs> Only glands. Only glands. <laughs> and... I, I just keep trying the doors and the windows, and I can't get out. And then I start playing around on the phone thinking, oh, I'm going to figure a way to get out of here. Nope. But then I just keep getting caught up reading stupid tweets or watching dumb YouTube videos. Before long, my slothful ass is just sitting there dying from starvation because I'm consuming only social media. Oh, my God. And looking at porn. Getting slothed out. Yeah, getting slothed out. Damn. Yeah. And then eventually, I guess I just die. You just die of natural yeah. causes. Natural causes. <laughs> I die of old age, despite the fact <laughs> there's like no food or anything. Super long beard, long fingernails yeah. and I'm stuff. just like, oh, what's next on YouTube? Refresh. <laughs> Must see fresh titties. Fresh titties. Yeah. So that's how I go slothfully. How about easy. you? Mine is also shamefully extremely easy because all that has to happen is I wake up one morning in my bed like I always do 
and I go out to the living room, and I'm like, oh, my God, the fucking very first moment of the Lord of the Rings trilogy has started as soon as I've emerged from bed. Okay. I'll just sit on the couch and watch Obviously, this. Obviously, you're going to sit down. And then as soon as that one's over, the two towers start, so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, I, mean, I already started this. My bowels on are the journey. clearly you know, about to bust as it is, but I'm not about to stop the journey. And so then it immediately goes into the return of the king, and I'm like, oh my god, well this is the fucking gotta watch it masterpiece. Man. So mm-hmm. of course I'm gonna watch this. Frodo. Yeah. And then as soon as that very last shot closes, the entire loop just starts again. What? And I'm like back at the Shire, and, and your brain just can't break out of it. No, I'm like, well I have to restart this journey yeah. again. I think that I make two or three laps around this until mm-hmm. I die of sepsis. Yeah. That sounds about right. Kidney explodes. Something's gone something burst. like that. I'm yeah. going to lose something in there. Yeah. I'm going to lose something in there. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's very you. easy to kill me a sloth, because if that turn, Lord of a Ring is on, on the Lord of the Rings. he's like, all right, guess I'm here. This is my life now. That's how it ben, goes. let me tell you how pride's going to kill me. Oh, no. All right. I wake up in a room. It's dingy as hell. Ooh. Light. Little swing. Little swing. Little swing. Yeah. Not so, too much. Not too much. Yeah. I'm not bound to a table. I'm sitting in front of a table. You're free range. I got two options. The ceiling of the roof is ge- the ceiling of the roof. The ceiling of the roof. The is ceiling of the room is gonna cave in. Uh oh. And acid is gonna spill all over my face and exposed skin. Acid sounds. Yeah. Now I have one choice. That's not gonna kill me. It's going to disfigure me, or there's a gun on the table I can shoot myself. I'm taking the gun. You're going out pretty. You're leaving Listen, behind a beautiful corpse. I, there's a ton of things that could happen that would be fine, where it would be like, okay, I got a burn scar or whatever. I'm moving on. Acid burns. That shit fucks faces up. It'll and fuck face. Eyes and nostrils and Ooh. all, like your face, your whole mouth and shit. The can best get all parts. Fucked. Yeah. I'm not interested in living like Man. that. I'll take the gun. See you later. Yeah. See you later, alligator. Last words. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> Damn. Let's, I get it. How's probably going to kill you? Mine's not far away from that. Okay. Mine's not far away from that. Uh, I was having a hard time coming up with how this could do me under until I contacted uh, my wife, mm-hmm. who uh, immediately knew the answer, yeah. and she she is correct. <laughs> she is correct. I think that all it would take is me waking up. I'm at a moderately well-cleaned room. It's oh, not too okay. bad. It's not too bad. Somebody's picked up and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. he knows he doesn't even have to put me in a dingy surrounding for this to work. Mm-hmm. You know? He's just like, you know what? All I need to do, I'll put him in pretty much any room with the light bulb in any kind of condition uh-huh. that it needs to be in. And all I got to do is I will put a, a shaving razor down on one side of the table, and I'll put a, a pistola down on the other side of the table. Uh-huh. And all that he, he's done is he's left a note what says, shave your head or, or die. Or be dead. Or be dead. Uh-huh. He's a rhymer. He just, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, okay, so I either have to shave my own head uh-huh, with like a straight razor. I'd just be like, you know, guess I'll just die. Guess I'll just go, huh? Guess I'll just die. My hair. My hair. It's pretty easy to do, frankly. Yeah. Most of mine, I'm realizing it is extremely easy to kill me. <laughs> Most of these are just to get me to fucking kill myself, so. 
<laughs> I hope John Doe 2 is not listening. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah, I hope not. All right, Ben, how's greed going to kill you? This is easy. Okay. This is really, really easy. I wake up. I'm down in a hole. Uh-huh. I'm down in a well. He's down put- in a hole. Ooh, that's a good choice. There you go. He's put me down in a dang old well, what like a buffalo bill has uh-huh. in, in his abode. Yeah, it puts the lotion on skin. Uh-huh. I'm down there. I'm like, oh, my God, I can hear Q Lazarus playing somewhere. <laughs> and I'm not feeling good about myself. And eventually, John Doe, the, the pedophile Kevin Spacey, comes around, uh-huh. and he's like, I can give you a ladder, or I can throw you a guitar. And I'd be like, wait, wait, what kind? So your your greed for guitars is going to be your undoing. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, I'll either throw you a ladder so you can get out, or I've got a mid-60s Les Paul Custom. It's black with gold hardware. I don't know why that's the voice I'm doing. (laughs) I have no idea where that came from. That's pretty Kevin Spacey, though. Is it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, well, maybe he'll come back with the ladder the second time around, so... Toss the Les Paul down. Toss it gingerly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to break the headstock or anything. So he gingerly tosses it to me. I'm like, cool. And then I think like the next day he comes back and he's like, today's the choice. He's Voldemort now. <laughs> today's the choice will be the ladder or an early 90s Mesa Boogie dual rectifier revision F. I don't know what any of that is. Kind of like that right there. Oh, it's that thing. Okay. It's close. That's revision mm-hmm. G, but the F is even better. Gotcha. All right. I'd be like, oh, freedom world. Now I got the last ball and I got the boogie. Uh, I can wait another day. Throw me the boogie. And I think this just eventually starts happening so much. Yeah. That, I mean, I either just, you know, die of living in a well mm-hmm. or I become buried in, in gear that I desire. I cannot help it. Okay. I just can't. Just help greedy myself. for gear. Yeah, yeah. I'm smogging, dude. Which I'm just means something swimming entirely in different in the UK. Oh, he's greedy for gear, it me? Yeah, it means he's a cokehead, I would assume. Oh yeah? Yeah, because oh, gear. gear is cocaine, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that gets me too. I don't know. Couldn't have played this better, Ben. Greed, the easiest one of all. All of humanity will die from greed. Everybody. Yeah. Oh. That's just happening. That's not even John Doe. Yeah. We just did it. It really does the work for me, doesn't (laughs) it? uh, Me, John Doe. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why, though? He could play Voldemort. Like, then it would be like, oh, I get why people hate him, because he's Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That would be the really cruel part, too, when I'm down in the well, and he just like tosses me like a like a, a really sick like ernie ball axis or something <laughs> and then he's like expelliarmus oh no flies out of my hand shit like, god damn it i wanted that i already live in a well <laughs> you're not supposed to be living down there god damn it yeah this is supposed to be torturous <laughs> i mean uh, i'm voldemort and stuff. <laughs> voldemort sounds <laughs> he says i don't know he could say that those are some deadly old ways that we're going out That's here, right. man. If if you guys listening have any ways that you think a sin, what might be deadly, could take you out, mm-hmm. we want to hear about it over on the Facefuck group. Yeah, Facefuck forward slash dead and lovely pod or yeah. something. And yep. if you're listening in the future, the mm-hmm. address is going to be 
meta.life slash zuck my cock slash dead and lovely pod zuck my cock right yeah that's gonna be our url i'm pretty sure for sure uh-huh yeah i like that yeah. i'll drink to that, that. Uh-huh. i'll drink to that let's get a co-beer let's drink one more co-beer here as we head on into the movie we got an edmunds oast brewing company yeah from charleston and south carolina they make some good things maple coffee cream we got brown ale brewed with lactose and maple syrup with coffee and vanilla added i am excited to find out what's up with this i look forward to this man something that's just like purely mapley is not really my bag but the combination with the coffee i was like okay my bag Mm -hmm. get in my sack i said (laughs) i like this bag here it's not as dark as i anticipated yeah it looks more of a it is more more of a honey color to it Definitely brown ale and mm-hmm. I'm excited. Looking pretty good. What's the uh, the Ubavi on it's this? Seven percent. Seven percentile. Oh, it's seven? Uh-huh. Perfect. Oh, shit. On brand, Way dude. to go, Edmund's Oast Brewery. We ain't even going to try. Oh. Ooh, that smells good. Yeah, I like it smells, the smell It's got that, that breakfast smell, doesn't it? Yeah. Maple and coffee, definitely. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me about it. I just came up with our, our next... Our next concept beer. Okay. We've already talked about the, of course, the hose water lager. Right. Uh Uh-huh. We have also talked about our uh, Dimatap Sour. (laughs) I also had the concept for a buttermilk stout. Buttermilk stout, yeah. I was actually at a a bar last week, and they had tailgate peanut buttermilk stout. Okay. But the way it was written out on the board was like- like, buttermilk stout. Yeah. The first line said tailgate (laughs) peanut- Peanut, and then the next line said buttermilk stout. So the first thing that I saw when I looked at the board, I was like, buttermilk stout, somebody made our beer? And I was like, oh, it's just peanut buttermilk stout. Oh, well. For a whole bunch of old people, yeah. buttermilk stout. Well, anyway, I think that somebody needs to make an, you know, we've, we've got enough of these breakfast stouts and stuff yeah, out there. Yeah, for sure. Oi, what about if we had an English breakfast stout? That tastes like fucking blood sausage blood and beans sausage and beans. <laughs> oh my god! You said this is breakfast out. Oh, it's a full English, isn't it? It's a fine English breakfast out <laughs> from Cornwall, isn't it? A Cornwall, yeah, that's where it would come from. <laughs> that's where for my sure. accent's from. Oh yeah, no, yeah. you were nailing that Cornwall, Cornwegian uh, accent. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> so yeah, we need that. Somebody yeah, make ourselves a beans and toast flavored blood pudding stout. Oh, how's that? It's nice and coffee. It doesn't have as much body as a stout normally has. It's more like refreshing, oh. like a like a brown ale. Yeah, it, it's interesting because like up front. A lot of the flavors that you get, like the coffee, I'm the one the maple. It, a stout. it says it's a brown ale. It does. I, I called it a stout earlier too because oh, okay. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> but anyway, like the flavors you get up front, you do get some of that chocolatiness. You get some of that coffee flavor, and you sort of expect the follow-up flavor to be that yeah. bitter, rich stoutiness. Yeah. But then it's just like, nope, a nice point of brown ale, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, that is really good. That's that is, like, and it, it does have that like very breakfasty. The coffee is like, I don't know why, like, you know how a coffee, a coffee stout tastes like coffee, but like beer. Yeah. The coffee taste in this tastes like coffee. It just it tastes like a sip of like a cold coffee. And then there's that brown ale flavor. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make some good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this company. I like that. I like their labeling and everything too, where yeah. it's just like black and white, mm-hmm. simple. Simple. 
cool their stuff. little logo on the back of the cans like kind of a culty looking oh, which i yeah. think is neat yeah it's got like a hop skull mm-hmm. mm, cool stuff enjoyable beverages good stuff <laughs> beverages, beverages. Uh-huh. we are here today to be talking about c7 in c7 and seven which is from 1995 Five? Oh my god, I was 1990 alive at that point. <laughs> Me too. I was also 1990 alive. I was merely an 11-year-old. Yeah, I was I was like uh, 14 when this came out. I went and saw it in theaters. Oh my god, I was yeah. just a baby boy. Mm-hmm. I definitely would not have been allowed to see this in theaters at all. No, yeah, your mommy would not allow that. My mom Dude. was like, I don't give a shit. Drop you off. Have fun. <laughs> have, fun. Yeah. have a good one. Yeah, I remember um, being excited for it because the sort of previews for it looked like a horror movie. Yeah, it is grim. Yeah, going in and watching it and being like, oh, that was a good horror movie. And then everybody calling it a thriller. Yeah, yeah, being like, huh? Yeah, it's it's a dangerous ground to tread and it's kind of Mm -hmm. hard to figure out sometimes where that line begins and where it ends. Because, I mean, something like, let's say, another Fincher movie like Zodiac. Zodiac's a thriller. Yeah. Not Zodiac's a thriller. I mean, it's also based on a true story, so maybe that sort of affects things a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, you can present a true story in a horror manner, for sure. That just wasn't what they did with Zodiac. But in this case, I don't know. If you think the Saw movies are horror... If you think (laughs) the Saw movies are horror movies, then Seven's a horror movie. Yeah. Because Saw is just... Them making seven over and over, but being like, but what if John Doe was kind of right, right? What if it was like really shitty people, huh? Yeah, what if he the was people killing? were super shitty and uh-huh. you're supposed to hate them? It's different now, right? It's different. It's totally different. Right. Like, I don't know how, and you texted me this the other day and it really struck me as odd. I don't know how we have made it through two Saw movies on this show. And just now got to seven? Well, and had, like didn't draw the comparison, being like, yeah. these stories are a lot like Seven. Yeah, they're exactly like they're trying to rip off Seven. I don't know how we didn't bring that up. I mean, it has yeah. been, it has been years since mm-hmm. I saw this movie. Like, years yeah, and years and years. it's been a while for me. I think that for me, the first time, I'm honestly trying to remember if this is one that Kate had seen, and then I watched it with her, or if this is one that our buddy Brandon showed us. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, it's been you know quite a long time yeah. ago that I saw this movie for the first time, so I don't really remember. But I do remember seeing it and really, really enjoying it and thinking yeah. it was really fucking cool. And also, kind of like you were saying a second ago, being like, I, I assume this is what you would call a horror movie. Yeah. Because really, it's like, okay, what is what is the line? Is it not horror to some people because there's nothing supernatural happening? Because movies like. Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, and yeah. Maniac would like a word with you. Like, yeah. Maniac is a horror movie. That's a horror movie, but there's nothing supernatural. There's, uh, I mean, it, it's it's a slasher, except it doesn't do the trope of showing from the villain's POV. Yeah, or the potential victims. Yeah, it's POV. showing us a, a third point of view, which is the cops coming in afterward trying to figure out who's doing this. Mm-hmm. Which it's is kind of use- like pieces in that way. Yeah, it's exactly like pieces. Well, that's the thing is it's Giallo in so many ways. Like it is. If Giallo horror films are horror films, how is this not a horror film? Like, because there's a lot of the Giallo movies that are just crime movies. They're just crime movies. They're just yeah. mysteries. Like, like Deep Red. I mean, yeah. any of those are just like, yeah, exactly. a guy is killing some people. It's mm-hmm. really brutal. It's a horror movie. Yep. 
I would, I would never is. call Deep Red a fucking crime movie. No, ever. it's not. It's, it's not, not a thriller. mystery thriller. It's a horror movie. Same with Pieces. Like exactly. Pieces is not it's a, a horror thriller. movie. <laughs> so yeah, I think this is clearly a horror movie, and um, I I I have wondered for the longest time why it wasn't considered that. I still just don't get it entirely. Like if you don't consider it that, I get why in '95 you sell it as a thriller. Because it definitely had award potential with the cast and stuff. You're selling it as a thriller because the people voting for the awards hate horror movies, so they're not going to vote for a horror movie. You know, maybe that is the distinction right there. Like, a thriller is just a horror movie that has A-list actors in it. Because, like, (laughs) Sons of the Lambs, people call it a thriller. Yeah, it's a horror movie. If it had a bunch of no-names in it, though, it would probably be thrown in the horror bin. Right? Yeah, 100%. In 1993, if that didn't have... Uh, you know, uh, uh, fuck Jodie Foster and and um, what's his name? God damn Anthony it, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yes, if that didn't have Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins, people wouldn't have even thought of it in the no. same vein as a thriller. Yeah, because there wouldn't be the concept that it could win an award. Yeah. yeah. So I think you put good, pretty actors in it. Yeah. And then you just call it a thriller, and now it's not a horror movie anymore. Yeah. And I think you know we're moving past that, but not entirely. No, like, of course you know, not. Uh, Get Out did well, but but Hereditary did not. Hereditary did not. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it's it's just a long-standing problem with the genre itself. But anyway, seven. This movie, man. Uh, David Fincher. I think it's fair to say this is David Fincher's first feature-length film, even though he is credited for Alien 3. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the first movie he was in control of, definitely. The entire story of of Alien 3 is just such a fucking mess. It's one of those deals where, like, after you learn about all the stuff that went on behind the scenes, and then you watch the movie, you watch it, and you're like, well, no wonder it turned out the way it did. Yeah, because it's just a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's like listening to, like, fucking St. Anger after you watch some kind of monster, (laughs) and you're like, no wonder this sucks. Right. Um, Like, he got fired three times. Off his own movie. Off his own movie. Yeah, the studio just completely interfered. And it made him not want to make movies. He... Like, he had worked it for ILM in the 80s. Like, he, he worked on the Star Wars movies, worked on the Indiana Jones movies. No big he, deal. No big deal, yeah. He had been making music videos for a long time. He started his own production company where they made uh, commercials and stuff. And, and like, a ton of people came through there. Like, Michael Bay and a lot of other, like, people who wanted to get into uh, making big films went through his production company making music videos and, and commercials. Yeah. Uh, he had a career. He didn't need to do this, and he kind of felt like stepping away entirely from trying to make movies because of that experience. And I mean, then he, most people would. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, uh, somebody sent him Andrew Kevin Walker's script for Seven, uh, and sent sent actually because like someone else had been working on it, and there had been a revision to the script with a different ending, without like the like head in a box and stuff it was actually like he had kidnapped the wife mm. but uh, spoiler warning by the way <laughs> sure. for a fucking yeah. 1995 movie yeah for a very old look movie. out yeah um but he got sent the original version that had the head in the box ending Ooh. and he was like way into it and like this is great and um like then like had to fight with the studio to he and Brad Pitt fought the studio to do the original head in the box ending and fisticuffs. Like, yeah. Well, probably just some like 
sitting around having some drinks. Cage match is how it like, No, man, they're hitting the box, bro. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, like, uh, David Fincher basically got into this, had a lot more control, way more control, uh, got the support he wanted, the budget he wanted, the, the cast he wanted, and got to make kind of a – even though this is a huge movie in, like, people's minds, a pretty, like, skim – like, like really sort of simple genre movie that shows – some extreme brutality yeah but like overall it's a pretty simple like two guys solving a case type of thing yeah it is and it's just like a murder a clue a murder a clue yeah. who could it be uh, a research scene in a library yeah you know like all, all those just normal sort of crime thriller mystery movies type of thing that you would see but then when you get to the deaths it's some of the most brutal shit you'll ever see in your life it's it's wild. It's insane. It is really really wild. The man. lust kill is Ooh. the most brutal kill I can think of. It, it it is it is like nightmare fuel. Yeah, one hundred percent. It is really really rough, man. And I think something that this movie does so exceptionally that I feel like you know the wave of torture porn movies that were right. coming after this that uh-huh. were clearly influenced by this, yeah. like your saw movies, your hostile movies, mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like those guys watch this movie and they're like, be cooler if it showed it. Yeah, be cooler. You know how we all hate those people who died? It'd be cool if we got to watch them die. I'll tell you what. You know what the (laughs) worst theater is? Theater of the mind. Right. I'm over in the theater of the eyeballs where I show you everything. The first mistake is watching this movie and agreeing with John Doe that these people deserve to die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the first mistake. And then working off that, writing a screenplay. Okay, we'll write a bunch of people that deserve to die, of course. You know, what if you had sex or something? That's bad. What if you sold a drug? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Just throw your ass in a pit Death of razors or something. That's in my opinion. Uh-huh. Put them in the needle pit, I say. Yeah. It, it really is like you watch Seven and learn all the wrong lessons, yeah. and then it becomes a whole genre of horror. Kind of. Yeah. You know? But this movie does so well about kind of letting you fill in the blanks as mm-hmm. to what happened. Like, you don't even see the head in the box. Nope. You no, don't see it. It feels they like it. you do. It they feels have, like you do. Yeah. Like, just oh, like everything that reactions. happens. Yeah. yeah. And they apparently did make a Gwyneth Paltrow head in a box. Yeah, that they used, like, 16 years later on a movie. That's insane. <laughs> for Contagion. For what her. other movie has she gotten fucking decapitated in? This is real early in Gwyneth Paltrow career. Now, not when ev- back when everyone wanted to decapitate right. her. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, not that she ever struggled to make it in the industry. Her mom's an actress. Her dad's a producer. Her godfather is Steven Spielberg. It's a good leg up. Yeah. That's she she didn't ever base, struggle really. Yeah. But th- these are the early days when she was kind of taking some smaller like less uh major roles and this is the wife who's only in a couple scenes in this this is the era of her career i like to call pg gp pre-goop gwyneth paltrow okay this is a pre-goop before we knew to hate her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. pre-goop pre-goop but yeah she 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 is um she's definitely 
She comes across a bit different in this than she does in a lot more of her later roles. I know. There's a lot more vulnerability to her and stuff there, that there I don't is. think she expresses a lot anymore. No, because yeah. I feel like her character in this movie is just a, a wholesome, normal person right. who maybe ended up with a guy who's kind of a dick, but he he's nice dick, to yeah. her. He and she sweet. probably has to explain that to people a lot. Yeah, because he doesn't express it because he thinks that's uh, uh you know a sissy thing to do probably yeah. it's probably that kind of thing but yeah. she is like pretty dang likable in this yeah and he he the thing is that like you may not have thought about this somebody listening now hearing us say that brad pitt in this sucks that he's an asshole you may not have thought about that because brad pitt's just so attractive and he's charming. so fucking handsome and likable yeah. yeah but everything he does in this is assholeish terrible stupid the wrong thing to do the wrong thing to say and like the movie is telling us he's not good he's not right and if you really pay attention he's moved from oklahoma to the big city because he thinks he's going to clean up this town. Yeah, he's going to make a name for himself and be head yeah. dick in town and leave a legacy behind. Exactly, and that that is exactly why Somerset is already over his shit the moment he meets him. It's like, why would you even move here? Yeah, he's like on his way out. He's retiring. Yeah. He's seen it all. Mm -hmm. He's almost seeing the way that maybe he came into the to the business yeah he of probably came in with a lot of ideas that like i'm gonna fix things i'm yeah. gonna change things but that didn't turn out that way but at the same time it's all kind of tied up in this you know it's not even like i want to change things for the better of, of yeah. humanity it, it, it is very much tied to this like vanity thing where i want to make a name for myself yes he wants to be remembered that is one of somerset's major things is that it feels like he's leaving because he knows he won't be remembered. He talks about a, a big case that he didn't solve, and this is just another case he thinks it's going to go on the pile of unsolved cases. Or like he says early on in the movie, he's going to win. He's going to win. Yeah, he says that this is never going to have a happy ending. There's no way. Like he sees it as he's going to kill seven people, and then maybe we catch him. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Maybe we just organize a bunch. What does he say? He says, we're picking up diamonds on a deserted island, saving them in case we get rescued. It's like he God, sees. that's brutal. I know. He sees the whole system as corrupt. He sees everything is never like working out in a way that seems just and right. Like nothing is ever going to be good or right. That's, I mean, his final thing about like uh the world is a is a uh one a great place and uh some worth saving and oh, he yeah, says yeah. i agree with the second part that the world is worth saving like he he thinks the world is worth saving but that it's terrible it's yeah. a terrible horrendous place <laughs> oh yeah man it's his his whole arc is he's the one we're following it opens on him it closes on him he's we're watching his arc and his whole arc is going from wanting to retire because he knows he can't make a difference to knowing he can't retire, even though he can't make a difference. It's just dark and bleak it's and bleak. sad. It's very yeah. fucking bleak, man. This movie, honestly, if you cracked it down the middle and you separated the yolk from the white, uh -huh. uh, the white would become Saw, the yolk would become No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yes, which is... 
I mean, that makes it sound like it's genius mix with schlock, but that's just because Saw sucks, and that's the only way to connect the two, but that is correct. I love yolk. It's the best part of the egg. Yeah. Okay. The the no country for old men aspect is the main story, and then the, the, the execution is Saw in some ways, but you know, without making the villain a good guy or, or at least th- uh, connectable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody connects with John Doe. Yeah. I can't believe anybody would watch his, like, backseat speech about how disgusting all these people, how a guy deserved to die for being fat. Yeah. Like, he religiously <laughs> exactly, yeah. has justified in his mind that being fat is worthy of death. Yeah. I can't see how anybody would listen to him and be like, he's got some points. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally, man. And Morgan Freeman, dude, him in this role, I mean, for one, it's fucking Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's always going to be amazing. Of course he is. He is Mm. extraordinarily likable and easy to connect with on screen. He's fucking Morgan Freeman. Yeah. But at the same time, he plays this role in such a way where you can tell that he maybe at one time in his life was optimistic about change, but has yeah. seen so much of the system that he knows that things aren't going to change. Yep. And he knows it's like, if we get another clue, it's because there's another body behind it. Yep. You can tell that he is just really worn down by the things that he has seen. Yep. And it's cool seeing him interact with Brad Pitt's character who has so much more optimism and, you know, it's full of piss and vinegar. Yeah, but his optimism, of of course, is like... It's also tied up in his false sense of heroism where he thinks that he's going to be a hero. And, like, we see how he is as a cop. He could never be a hero. He's a bad cop. He flings his gun out at a moment's yeah. notice. And th- that's a cool, like, little detail that, that Kate caught while we were watching. Is like, anytime there's, like, a bump, yeah, Brad Pitt pulling pulls his gun, his gun out. out, Morgan Freeman does not. Yeah. Seeing... Morgan Freeman says he's only pulled his gun out twice or something yeah. when they're talking about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then you kind of notice that. Like, that little bit of dialogue kind of plants the seed in your head. Like, oh, he doesn't draw his gun much. And then it shows you how trigger-happy mm-hmm. Brad Pitt and everybody else is. And they're bad cops. Like, anytime we see Morgan Freeman doing good detective work, a cop makes fun of him. Yeah. They make fun of what he's doing or what questions he's asking or whatever. This movie, like, vehemently seems to believe ACAP. It's like all cops are bastards, including Morgan Freeman. Even if you try real hard to change the system, all it's going to do is beat you down yeah. and stop you from ever changing anything. Woof. So, like, the, the, the outlook of the movie is that cops fucking suck. But also that there are dark, terrible people out there destroying and killing in, you know, uh, eliminating people just for, you know, their own uh, self-satisfaction or just, you know, he talks about uh, a guy getting uh, mugged and then stabbed in both of his eyes by his attacker yeah. for no reason. Like, like there are these, like, crimes that are occurring, but, like, it's like he's come to the conclusion that so many of us have come to over the past couple of decades of like cops don't prevent that at best they might solve it after it's happened but the police have no way of preventing crime yeah preventative sure yeah so you can't stop the evil things from happening most of the time you can't even get them solved what's the point right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the only thing that keeps him going in the end is and and this is i think really real dark and sad 
he knows that if he left when he said he was going to leave, that most likely Brad Pitt would have never gotten anywhere near that killer, which no. means that killer would have never killed his wife. He would have won. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So Ugh. Somerset has to realize at the end, this is kind of my fault. And that's why he decides not to retire because it's like, Ugh, fuck, I, I can't do anything right. Everything, every choice I make leads to the worst possible conclusion. Even me trying to fight the bad guy, the yep. unseen bad guy, actually threw gas on the fire. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's so... Like, I hadn't thought about that, but honestly, you're right, where it's just like, if they'd have just been universally bad at their job, seven people would have died under yeah. the hands of this guy. And then who knows how many else, after he gets another cool themed idea for his Yeah, murders. which he definitely wouldn't have ended at seven. Surely sure, not. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, well, you get good at your job, and you just cost this guy his fucking wife, who tried to bring you guys together and serve you dinner and be yeah. very old-fashioned and nice. Uh-huh. Just that's the the price you pay for being good at it. Yeah, is it makes the evil worse. Yeah, that's fucking grim. <laughs> yeah. The evil always like meets the good. It's always equal in some way in this world. Jesus, yeah. man. Well, and you know that kind of sentiment is very, very clear through the movie. It is an extremely bleak, nearly humorless movie. I think yeah. honestly, like the only moment of maybe brief levity is whenever. Uh, Gunny, who's in this movie, uh -huh, Arlie Army, uh -huh. picks up that phone. He's like, "I send even my desk," and just slams it down. <laughs> like that is the funniest thing that happens in all of. Seven. I wonder if that was just improv. Like I did too. I wondered the if they like, like he he did that, and they were like, "Actually, that's just keep it in fucking perfect." Because that's like, very end of a scene too, yeah. where it's like the camera could have stopped rolling and they could have cut that. You know, uh, he Arlie Army was actually up for the role of John Doe, and the the reason why I've been weird. Yeah, the reason why um, Fincher didn't pick him was because he played it all so black and white. Like, yeah, sure. Like, and that that is him. Like everything's so matter of fact. No matter what he says, well, he's a real Arlie military Army. guy. Yeah, I exactly. Mean. So, like, uh, putting him in as the the police detective was a smart move because. If you know that he would play John Doe black and white and you want John Doe to be this more black and gray, I would say. There's no white with John Doe, but no. there's or there's shades of gray movie. and mostly black. Like, if you know that, making, I guess, the police commissioner the exact opposite of that, making him this very black and white character works perfect. And you're like, well, fuck, Arlie Army, put him over there. Boom. Sure, yeah. like, so a, a bit of that happened in the casting here where they bring someone in for one thing and then it's like, but you'd be real good for this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They apparently really had to fight to keep Kevin Spacey's name out of like top billing in the promotion yeah. of this. Yeah, and he's not included in the opening credits. No, and yeah. one thing I even really appreciate too is like we watched it the other night on, I think it was on Hulu. Uh-huh. And... Even whenever you go on Hulu and it's like starring, it just has like yeah. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. It doesn't even have his name on there. So it's like, if you've not seen this, we're not even going to tell you yeah. Kevin Spacey's in it because then you'll be waiting on it. And All by right. the 90 minute mark of the movie, when he finally shows up and you see who the killer is, you'd be like, well, Kevin Spacey's got to show up in here somewhere. I appreciate the fact that they're still kind of burying the lead. Yeah, me too. Keeping the special for people because, dude, the first time. Again, I wish I could remember the first time that I watched it, but I do remember the first time watching it 
when he just shows up mm-hmm. at the police station and just turns himself in, and it's like, is that bald head Kevin Spacey? Yeah. From American Beauty? What the <laughs> shit? Like, that was such an awesome shock to yeah. see this guy who is this, like, big name movie star. Well, at the time, he wasn't big name so much. This year, 1995, was his big name year. But I didn't see it in 95. Exactly. I saw yeah, it in 2000 exactly. and something. Yeah. So by then, he was big name Kevin Spacey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that, in, that's an interesting, like, because keeping his name. To, like it's not in the opening credits like as soon as you come to the final credits it says like Kevin Spacey or whatever and then it does the like backwards, backwards rolling credits roll. yeah what the hell <laughs> but like yeah keeping Kevin Spacey's name out of it and like not really like because there are moments when Kevin Spacey's in the background and somebody could have maybe been like, that's Kevin Spacey, if they saw Kevin Spacey in the opening credits or whatever. But like, since you didn't see the name, you're not looking you for Yeah. Him. But, like, yeah, if you pay attention when, like, he takes that picture on the, the stairs, you can tell it's Kevin Spacey. Word. Like, you get a, a shot of him in profile, and it's like, oh, it's Kevin Spacey. But you don't know he's in the movie. You're not looking not for looking him. Not looking for him, yeah. man. Yeah. Which is cool, too, because, like, very much like a detective, if you don't know what you're looking for, you won't see it. And that's it's also cool. kind of like it's an interesting thing because this isn't a who done it. A who done it is one where the audience could potentially figure out who done it. You never shown who's doing could it. Never figure out that it's Kevin Spacey. And that's also like the way he chides the detectives like I turned myself in. You would have never caught me. He won. And they're yeah, like they think like because they found his place or whatever, he he's independently wealthy. He could have hidden if he wanted to. He came in because he wanted to win, and winning was getting killed. Ugh. That's, uh, I mean, how like, can you, how can you beat somebody who that is their victory? Exactly. Yeah. It's like when death my cop is the victory. Yeah. You cannot beat them. Yeah, and that's why, like, he's you know he's he's chiding uh uh, uh Mills about how like um, you know. Mills just wants to categorize him as insane yeah. and be done with it. Yeah, totally. It's easy to throw him yeah. in a box. Yeah. And, and then just throw him in, in you know, uh, jail or whatever. And never think about it. Yeah. yeah, never think about it because it's not that difficult. He made it more difficult for Mills. He knew Mills wouldn't get it through his head what he was trying to create in this terribly destructive, hideous, like, series of crimes. Mills would never get it. But now it's all he will think about the rest of his life. So he's Ugh. he's like tormented this guy who cannot understand his his art in quotes. Like he's tormented this person who could never get it. Whereas Somerset Somerset tries to get into his mind, tries to understand the way he thinks. Mills is just always like, no, no, he's crazy. He's jerking off and reading guns and ammo or whatever. Like every. Every person who commits a crime is one type of person. That's all son of Sam yeah. to him. The and now he's going to be that. sitting in jail thinking about this for a while. I, you know, like The end of this movie is a little ambiguous because how long he would be in jail seems... Yeah, but his punishment is eternal. I mean, yeah, he, either he, way, yeah. the punishment will last him the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, he's lost his wife. He's lost his unborn child. He's lost... Uh, his career he's lost every sense of identity he has yeah he's completely destroyed this person yeah woof yeah 
That is fucking bleak. <laughs> it really is. Seven as a movie, especially because you're dealing with it's dark. It's in the city, alleyways, raining, all the time dark and gritty and whatnot. And then the ending is in an open golden field in the middle of the yeah. day. The, the, like the one ray of sunshine in the fucking yeah. movie is and when this guy is like, discovering the severed head of his fucking yeah. wife in a box. <laughs> what? I guess the, the lack of rain at the filming of that last scene was apparently an accident. Like they really didn't plan on it being that way for the whole right. movie to be gloomy and then the ending yeah. to be sunshine. Like the sunshine shows up after the killer reveals himself. Yeah. That is fucked up. Yeah, uh, apparently they shot the first day with Brad Pitt and it rained, and that kind of had to become a consistency thing, they thought, where it's like, well, if we've set that tone for like the first appearance of, of Mills, then we need to kind of keep it up. And then, yeah, the, also the <laughs> they didn't get to the desert when it was a desert, so all that like brown you see is actually green. They had to like color correct oh. all <laughs> Because it was, it had been raining a lot apparently in Southern California. Things and, should be green. <laughs> and yeah. Things were green. They never say where yeah, it's that, at. Yeah, that is a good thing too because it feels think, like, like New that, York. Yeah. It feels like all sorts of cities, etc. Like it's got just a it. It's supposed to represent every big city. And it does it well because, yeah. like, you see the urban environment and you're like, this looks very L.A., but the rain yeah. makes you go, this is not very L.A. Yeah. And you're like, well, maybe it's like a New York or Chicago, but then they mm. drive out to this, like, and it's clearly deserty LA. Yeah. <laughs> land and you're like, this is not outside of fucking no. Chicago. No, there are no big cities on the East Coast. They have a desert outside. No. So it's really ambiguous, but I like that about it. I like the fact that it doesn't pin, like... These kind of things happen in New York, the yeah. big apple. Well, and, and that's kind of the thing is keeping it as like just an ambiguous big city. And uh, 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 Somerset saying that like uh, the city breeds apathy. You know what would have been awesome? What's is that? if at the very end of the movie, what's in the box? And he mm -hmm. shoots him and he's all Kabam! fucking screaming and upset. The camera just like pans, 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 pans over, over, over. Eiffel Tower. The whole thing was <gasps> it in It was Paris. in France. What? Uh, and it's just been and an English And then it pans from the Eiffel Tower down to the box. Smaller Eiffel Tower in the oh. box. Oh. Yeah. Morgan Freeman was running over to be like, don't kill him. It's just the Eiffel Tower. It is only a baguette in the box. <laughs> this is my French accent, apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's a surprise to me, too. Uh... That's how the French sound. You nailed it. I mean... <laughs> Accents. That's why people listen to this show. They love. I've got our the good accents. Kevin Spacey uh, Voldemort impression. Uh -huh. You also just nailed the French. The great UK accents. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking killing it, man. Killing it on this show. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I, I think th this movie overall, like the the way that the way that it presents cops as not good. The way that it presents, um the crimes that they actually deal with as also very terrible very bad yeah and the only connection we have to the outside world is gwyneth paltrow yeah. like and she's not really connected at all like the only time she talks is to cops and when she's talking to those cops she's talking about another cop like it's all about police sucking crime sucking 
but police not solving the other issue. So like, what you're saying is this doesn't pass the cop del test, where a woman doesn't cop doesn't uh, talk to anybody but cops about other cops. Yeah, the cop del test. Cop del test. <laughs> I mean, you know, to further back that up, another odd thing about this is that the only on-screen kill in the whole movie uh-huh. is by a cop. Yeah. Yeah, we don't... And in fact, the killer only kills two of the people that we know of. Okay, but so Gwyneth Paltrow... He force-fed... The unborn the, child. Well, okay, I guess the unborn child counts, yes. So three. He force-fed the, the other guy to death. That's for sure. The... The guy like tied to the bed, not dead. No. Uh, Lust, he technically doesn't do the killing. John Doe didn't. He made the circumstance. He made the circumstance. That's a a jigsaw kill where it's like, I just made the circumstance. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, and the way it evolves from that too is the first kill he did. All the kills in between, not him. Gwyneth Paltrow, he did. Yeah. There's just some sort of like, he gets his hands dirty, but he also, yeah, very, the, the jigsaw thing where it's got to be kind of in their hands too. Like, I don't think you can say that about the gluttony guy. If he was force feeding him. Man, dude, that like, is, golly, that, that scene, let's just talk about some of these kills yeah, and stuff. Whenever, yeah, they, whenever they walk in and there's like all the air fresheners and shit hanging up. Yeah. You know, again, that that is presenting a taste of what this environment is like visually. I mean, in a world where we're not watching these things in 4D and you can smell yeah. what they're smelling on screen, just showing us that there's like a million car air fresheners hanging up in this place means it fucking reeks. Yeah. Like just seeing that, much like seeing like in Silence of the Lambs where they wipe the uh, the Vicks vapor rub right. whatever under the noses. You know they're trying to cover up a horrendous scent. Yeah. It puts you right there with them in a yeah. way. It's just a cool visual kind of cue that ties in your other senses that are not being activated watching a movie yeah you know but dude whenever they get up there and he is just fucking dead at that table and again we never see the guy eat a spaghetti at all no he is already dead by the time we're introduced to him but there's like a fucking puke bucket under the table and we see all the cans of spaghetti sauce and stuff oh god yeah it's so disgusting man and he i like it's interesting because he keeps leaving behind clues to get caught because he does like that seems to be part of his plan overall in the end is to get caught and to force the hand of of someone yeah well i mean why else would you use that other guy's fingerprints to right or why stuff on the wall or why would you force feed the tiny slivers of the linoleum that got pushed up by moving the the refrigerator yeah yeah to the guy you did it so they'd find those so they didn't go looking so they didn't find that the next so clue. they didn't find the glutton yeah it's like it's all a he's game guiding them along it's all a game to him but the thing is he's already won the game from the beginning and that's what like somerset keeps saying is he's he's gonna win like he's won the game from the beginning because he killed somebody they didn't stop it they didn't prevent it they didn't prevent any of this he wins. It's like uh, the the central premise from Somerset's perspective is crime always wins. You can't beat crime. You can't get ahead of crime. Mm. You can't outthink crime. You can't do anything except show up after the crime. It's almost like the, the entire notion of being a detective means you are too late. 
Yeah. You're always too late. Always too late. We need Minority Report now. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or the exact opposite. We need way less cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, maybe some good health and education services for people to have access to that let them lead better lives and keep them from being I don't know how people. we'd fund them. Oh, wait. We give trillions to the fucking cops. What about the military, though? We also could take away from that. Could we? Yes, very easily. And put it into like people? Literally just anything. I have this crazy idea. Oh, no. Tell Let's me if this is it. nuts. Uh-oh. Where? If people are healthy mm-hmm. and educated. Now, right. listen, just saying you got to keep people healthy and educated. I know you're going, yeah, but the money, but the money. Yeah, that's all I think about it. I'm course. just saying, though, a healthy, educated person can probably contribute more to the economy. I'm just trying to appeal to your number sense here. <laughs> you know I love your capitalism. Numbers, that's all I talk about. And I'm just saying a healthy, educated person could contribute more to the economy than a sick uneducated person call me crazy it does seem like if you were pursuing some form of 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 capitalism that that would be the way to do it right i would want the best workers you would think that right it's weird call me crazy i'm just a revolutionary oh (laughs) you're a revolutionary cap you're like what if capitalism was real good (laughs) (laughs) took care of people so they could work better i mean yeah i don't know it sounds pretty good to me i don't know it's a crazy idea that's pretty wild man probably never going to find out it's it's grim too when you bring up that thing where uh you mentioned to me earlier where morgan freeman is talking about that cop that died on that case and he's like i don't even remember his name yeah yeah he tries a couple times just like fuck what was his name and it's just like both times it cuts back to morgan freeman just looking so like detached where it's just like right even the stuff like because he even the stuff i failed on people won't even remember my name <laughs> like yeah. nobody will even remember i existed yeah uh, again speaking of capitalism and jobs uh you're filling a role you're filling a space the moment you leave people well, kind of forget and it's it, it's the most devastating thing it seems to somerset in that moment because he had thought retiring was going to be uh, kind of victory lap in some way he was obviously dealing with a lot of shit but he thought like this is going to be my chance to just live and this case and this new partner they all drive him to the understanding that he just doesn't he's never going to get to just live sure he's been cursed with knowledge the world's not better now than when he right. came in he's yeah. leaving and it's it's not better no it's Fucking just grim, man. bad yeah gluttony kill really really nasty really, really nasty rough. Mm-hmm. the uh which one is the one with the pound of flesh is that the greed guy that's the greed yeah that's... that one i wish we kind of would have seen more of like I, yeah. I love that they just kind of leave it to well yeah he had these scales out and the guy had to cut off a pound of his flesh yeah. and he bled out like that's brutal yeah maybe i'm just morbid but i'm like i kind of wish we would have seen more of that gotcha greed and pride both move fast they do yeah Those pride two. is just a real quick one where it's like he he cut her nose off and gave her the opportunity to either kill herself or call 911. And she killed herself because she couldn't live without a nose. Cut like, off a nose to spot a face. Yeah, like that's, that's like, I mean, that's probably of all of them, the one that is the most like related to the actual 
sin, it seems to me. Yeah. Because gluttony, it's like, well, you were force-feeding that guy. In this case, pride, (laughs) it's like put into the situation where you're no longer beautiful, would you choose to live? Uh Uh-huh. Not to say that this is a... A, a good thing or people need this in their lives Moral compass it's, yeah it's not it's not some sort of saw issue but it, it's it's definitely the one most closely related to the sin and yeah it, it just moves by real quick same as you were saying with with pride or uh with greed it yeah. just moves by really quick it seems yeah those do seem to just kind of speed by those mm-hmm. and, and you know it's not a short movie yeah, by it's any like two means. hours so like i mean i understand why maybe you make some cuts I would. I think in '95, I get you need it to be two hours under. Now, I think if you release this and it was two and a half hours, nobody'd bat an eye. Everybody'd be like, "Okay, yeah, give us a little more of each of those kills or whatever." Nobody At the same would time, be too though, upset. you know, I I do wonder if okay, if they would have spent you know equal amounts of time on each one of these right. kills in this. For one, it maybe would have turned into that Saw thing where you're just turning right. into, like, the kills are why you're watching this exactly. movie. Show me the blood, show yeah. me the gore. And also, it would have had the same rhythm as, like, even, like, let's say an Elm Street movie. Uh-huh, where, where each kill kind of has its own, like, yeah. five-minute period. Or, yep, yeah. and then there's got to be a little bit of downtime. And then there's five minutes of this guy getting yeah. killed, then there's a little bit of downtime. Like, it would have fa- fallen into this really predictable rhythm. Right. So maybe even kind of offsetting it like that and not giving me exactly what I wanted to see is what yeah. makes this movie work better and elevated above something like a Probably saw so, yeah. kind of yeah. movie. The uh, the sloth kill oh. that he had been working oh on for like God. a year. Holy shit, man. That is, uh, that is a startling effect. Yeah, they got a guy who uh, at the time he was cast weighed 96 pounds. It's not a lot. And in the script, the guy was written as 90 pounds. So, like, David Fincher joked, like, oh, yeah, maybe lose six pounds, ha, 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 or whatever. And the guy was like, okay, and lost six pounds to get down to 90 pounds. I wouldn't recommend being a full-grown man and weighing 90 no. pounds unless you're four feet tall. Yeah, that's probably about okay. Um and uh yeah the Ooh. there's not a t- like the prosthetic is 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 kind of on his face but beyond that it's mostly just some normal like skin stuff that they've put on him there's his not a lot ghastly, to it though. but his face is horrendous so scary oh my god this man. is rob rob botten botin 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 However you pronounce it. Rob B, I call yeah, him. Yeah, we've talked about him before. He works on um, uh, Howling. He worked on um, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I calls him R-O-double-B. R-O-double-B. It's a better yeah. name. He also worked on The Thing and RoboCop. Those are the other yeah, two. Yeah, some pretty big we, name yeah, thing uh-huh. we've talked about on this show. Yeah, and that looks so good. But oh, it's, my God. It, like, it's so inhuman. Like, seeing this person look like that. So, this is interesting. Apparently, they didn't tell John C. McGinley that he was supposed to be alive. So, when John C. McGinley is, like, up in his face being like, you deserve this, and then he breathes, that reaction, genuine. He did not know that was going to happen. He thought that was, like, a dummy that he was filming with or something. (laughs) Well, I think he knew it was a person, but he didn't know that they were... Yeah, he thought they were just supposed to be dead. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you imagine you're looking at that thing and then it's just like... (gasps) The funny thing is, is it had been so long since I watched this movie. Yeah. 
that I thought that it was the gluttony guy that was still alive and that he oh. like rose up and breathed or something. So oh, okay. it got to that scene in the movie, which is the first kill, and right. I was like, it shows the first kill, but then the guy's still alive? Right. And then I realized I was wrong. I was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. He is definitely yeah. very, very, very dead. Yeah. So even whenever I was watching this, you know, maybe just the second or third time ever, and the sloth guy is still alive, mm-hmm. holy shit, man. It'll, it'll startle you. That's the thing too is that like he is he is still in this like torture. Like his experience would he's be He's chewed his own tongue off, dude. Yeah, he's chewed his own tongue off, his brain is mush, like any experience he would be having would be pain. That's it. Yeah. That <laughs> I know. Ugh. Like that in that case it's like it would have just been easier if he would have killed that guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It would have been more humane, but he yeah. just ruined a human. What do we have after that? We have there's uh, the lust one. Lo- oh. That's just and again, it's one of those deals where if you watch this and you're like, oh yeah, that fucking woman deserved to to die because she was a prostitute. Uh, she was a yeah. sex worker. Being like, a sex worker that's not yeah punishable not, by death. Not punishable by anything in my mind. Like, no, fuck all you're no, doing you is making money for having sex. I don't see what the problem if is. If it's there. up to you, yeah, fine. Yeah. I I think that that is the most brutal because yeah, it's awful. She did no, like the guy who was you know tied to the bed at the very least was getting injected with heroin every day, so he probably wasn't experiencing much. And number two, tried to rape a kid, so I got a little less sympathy for him. Yeah. Though that is not a proper punishment for that. Um, she this she's just a sex worker. She's just trying to pay bills. She's just paying fucking bills. And then this guy that he fucking attaches the dick to is just a or the the knife dick to just a customer. Who that, what the fuck, man? Like it is outrageous to imagine because a, I just can't imagine because that is one of the most like uh it, it involves the most amount of trust. I think, is letting someone have into your orifice. Sure, yeah. Letting someone inside of you. Yeah. And you're in that position, and now you're being tied down, and now there's a knife dick going into you. Like, And, and to both parties, this is just utterly fucking yes. horrific. Yeah, the guy who's doing the knife dicking, uh, the, the He knows the he actor. has to live with this yeah, forever. Yeah, Leland Orser... He like he like would like make himself like hyperventilate so that oh in the dude scene. his his cell on that is so yeah. fucking convincing. And apparently when he's, like, he didn't confessing. sleep for a couple days oh, so that really? it was just like outrageous like wild eyes. He seems like someone who is legitimately in the utmost of shock. Yeah, yeah. It is extremely believable to yeah. hear him talk about this stuff, and it's weird too because like in my mind. I remember seeing him like wearing the apparatus. Right, but Ma- you don't. But you don't. No, like, you just you, see you a see... picture of it on a dummy. Yeah, that's like, like enough to like connect it in your mind. Somehow. That's that theater of the mind thing. Yeah, that, that is that you know tell don't show in this yeah. case where they tell us what happened and your mind fills in all the blanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just shows you know a bloodied bed and a corpse on a Ugh. bed. And he's got, like, a sheet over him, but you just see this big, like, protrusion where his dick yeah. would be, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then you're right, it just shows it, like, on a dummy, and you put the pieces together, and you're like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Like, even just having the the idea of this person should get fucked to death. 
That's insane. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like that is so far beyond anything in the damn Saw series or Hostel yeah. or any of those things, yeah. man. That is horrific. It is for Absolutely sure. Absolutely horrific. But like I said, I remembered seeing it, but you actually don't see no, it. No. They just theater of the mind. They create it well with the performances, with flashes, with just ideas in your head is enough to make you it's like we've talked about with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't see the hook go in. Nope. But you remember it. You feel like you heard some yeah. squelch or You're something. You're sure it's a bloody gory movie. Right. It's but it's really, really not. not. Yeah. Not at all, man. Yeah. And then the other two are just Envy and Wrath, which are kind of tied up at the very end of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. And, and I guess he's Envy. The, John Doe is Envy. He envies the life that Mills has and Mills is Wrath, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, that's. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. He had to have been planning pretty hardcore for that because he had a guy tied to a bed for a year. And this guy just moved into the precinct like within the week. Yeah. So he had to put together some stuff there. I wonder what his other plan would have been. Like how would he have done pri or uh yeah, Wrath and Envy hmm. otherwise? Did he have some backup plans? That's a good question because whenever he started the sloth kill Brad Pitt didn't even work there. Yeah. So Brad Pitt yeah. was never his in-game target. No. Uh. But he was always he always wanted to fuck with the police cuz he does it from the beginning from the time they they find the first guy like he meant mm. he meant for the police to be wrapped up in this. Did he always intend on finding a police officer to do this with or was there some other option I wonder? And, and is it true when he's saying, like, you never would have caught me? Or did he, like, turn himself in because he then realized, like, oh, that'll be my plan? That's how I get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, I the love fact the that ambiguity. we don't know yeah. is what makes it so great and what makes you, like, yeah, Morgan Freeman has to live with this. <sighs> so does Brad Pitt. Like, that's what yeah. makes it awful. Yeah. Just Ooh. terrible. I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah, for real, man. Jesus, dude. So fucking dark. Yeah, the kills and stuff, like I said, they're mainly all off screen. You mainly just see Aftermath. Mm -hmm. But good God, do I ever think of this as being one of the most twisted, brutal yeah. movies ever. Yeah. But especially watching it for the podcast with that critical eye, it's like you realize, oh, they actually don't show us Yeah, they don't a show a ton. Lot. The stuff they show is brutal. Yeah. But they don't show it a ton and they don't show it for a long time. No. Uh-uh, but man alive, does it ever stick with you. So does the soundtrack in this. Dude, oh, yeah. The soundtrack in this movie, like, during the credits is where it is the most obvious, the intro credits, where we uh -huh. see John Doe, like, cutting his fingertips off. Yeah, and, and you got that uh, remix of... Um, closer. Closer, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. it's funny, because, like, we were sitting there watching the intro, and I was like, man... Somebody likes Trent Reznor. <laughs> and then it's like, you get me close yeah. to God. And I was like, oh. And the person oh, who yeah. likes Trent Reznor is, of course, our guy, David Fincher, because he's had Trent Reznor score three of his movies after this. He's a fan of the guy. He seems to be a fan. He seems yeah. to be a fan. Yeah. I guess our man Hosho is as well, Howard Shore. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, Howard Shore, man. I mean, we've talked about him several times. Oh, yes. With the Lord of the Rings movies yep. and even other stuff. This one guy, of the all-time greats. One of the best. And this movie, man, like he, when the score comes in, it's real good. 
But a lot of times it knows not to be there. And sometimes it's just subliminally weird yeah. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we live in the city here in, in Knoxville, which is, of course, not a ginormous city, yeah. but we do live in the city. Uh-huh. And there's some scenes in this, like, especially where they're, they're on the streets, and there's just weird noises hmm. that are on, like, the peripherals of the surround sound. Okay. It's just weird, like, what the fuck was that sound even? It doesn't sound like a human. It doesn't sound like a car. It's just, like, hmm. weird noises. And I found myself frequently, like, pausing the movie to be like, was that on the street? Did that happen outside the window? Huh, okay. And then you rewind and you listen to it again, and you're like, nope, that's in the soundtrack of the movie. Huh. There's, like, weird stuff buried in there, almost like Exorcist style, where it's just uh-huh. there to yeah. subliminally unnerve you it well, almost makes you think that, like weird things are happening in the environment you're watching the movie i know fincher sick. fincher said that he uh basically in making this he imagined uh william friedkin making a small genre there picture after exorcist so That's it. yeah there's definitely some influence there from exorcist as well as the subliminal stuff where apparently right before brad pitt shoots the gun at john doe there is a single frame yeah. spliced in of Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah. face? it's like 1 24th of a second you see Gwyneth Paltrow's face. I yeah. didn't catch that. Maybe I was writing notes or something as that shot happened, yeah. but holy cow, that is some freaking shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is, sneaking in those little bitty bits. Those yeah, subliminal things like that. Yeah, I like, I like um, you know, and we, of course, this we're talking early Fincher, we see that later with like Fight Club, even like called out the splicing in of like oh, a single yeah, frame and totally. stuff like that, which is of course in the book anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, he he definitely has this interest in the the freaking style of like throwing in just a quick little bit to get your mind thinking that way without having to go that way. Yeah, like, it's a perfect splice moment too because it's right before he shoots, so it's like. A flash in his head. It almost totally. gives us a moment in his head of like, this. That killed my wife. Yeah. 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 This is why gunshot. <laughs> like, but that was not always the original ending. No, there with were her head several in the box. possible endings. One, of course, I said earlier was that uh, uh, she was just kidnapped and that they would save, save her from being killed in the end. Another that is very interesting to me. That Brad Pitt fought against because uh, of good reason, I think. But the idea was that Somerset would see the head in the box and that he would then move from the box over to John Doe and shoot him to prevent Mills from doing it. So that like, Mills, you don't need to spend your life in prison. Yes, for killing so this that guy. he it's basically now his retirement is going to jail for this. He spent his entire life fighting against crime yeah to go to jail the week he was going to retire right yeah so i like that idea of an ending and also the way that it like because of his connection because of somerset's connection to tracy that like he would want to protect mills yeah to keep him from doing something she wouldn't want him to do wow but it also i think Brad Pitt was right in arguing that Mills works through passion. He works from his gut. Mills sees him walking over from that box. He knows something's up. Like, it wouldn't have come to him even getting there to do the shooting. There was also a a proposed, like, 
he would come over to stop him and pull out his switchblade, which is like presented earlier in the thing, mm-hmm. and that Brad Pitt would shoot him in the shoulder and then shoot John Doe. But again, like I see why they were like trying to come up with the perfect ending to this. And there are several ways they thought of it that could have worked, but I think the perfect ending is Mills is a, I mean, he is so, he is so connected to his feeling and doesn't have much thought that that is exactly what he would do. Damn. And then he would, of course, have to deal with the repercussions of that. And again, I'm wondering at the end, like, how... I mean, his what he's going to be dealing with is his wife died. He's probably not going to be in prison very long if he probably even goes not. to prison. Yeah, probably yeah. not. I mean, in 95, I'm sure people thought like, oh, whoa, what if a cop killed a person? But here we are in 2022 <laughs> and we can go like... We know what happens. Yeah, no, nothing would happen. Yeah, we know what, what happens. Would happen. yeah. <laughs> nothing new there. Right. I think the end is, is awesome. Yeah, me you too. Know, it apparently like tested really badly with people. And, yeah. And I get it, but... Jesus Christ, how could there be a happy ending to this movie? Well, the thing that tested, I think, badly is that the ending was he shot him the end. Like, there was no, like, little bit. And Morgan Freeman says that he does, and David Fincher has also said this, that they don't like the tiny bit that's tacked on at the end. Oh, word, yeah. Morgan Freeman with the Ernest Hemingway line and stuff. Like, they don't really like that, but... That audiences obviously needed something more. They needed just some little conclusion there at wow. the end to make them feel like everything's wrapped up rather than just gunshot end. But the reality is, that nothing's is the really end. wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, nothing <laughs> is wrapped up. The end is gunshot. Yeah. It's interesting to see how sympathetic, um, you know, Morgan Freeman's character is to Brad Pitt's character when. He can obviously see how green he is yeah. and how envious and prideful he is in a lot of ways, but yeah. also he knows he knows he's kind of a green idiot rookie, right? When he's saying shit about like Marquis de Chade and oh, shit. Oh, buddy, Marquis de Chade made me so happy. The second he said Marquis de Chade, I was like, it's just suddenly going through in my head which Sade songs could be written by the Marquis de Sade. Oh, so, no ordinary love. Yeah, that's number one, it's of cu- course. It's got a hole in your body and fuck it, I Marquis guess. Marquis de Sade, no ordinary love. Number two, <laughs> the sweetest taboo. Ooh, oh. what that would be to Sade. <laughs> number Nothing three, good. is it a crime? Oh. There you go. Marquis de Sade. <laughs> These are all likely candidates, aren't they? Freaky. I like I get the sense that like even if Somerset is looking at Mills and seeing he's green, he's also seeing he will never be the detective I am. Because Mills isn't smart. He he can't put stuff together. He doesn't understand how things work. No matter how much he gets past his naive nature. He still doesn't have the inquisitive nature that a detective needs to actually maybe figure out what's going together. on. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting dynamic. And it just shows that there is so much good in Friedman's character that he's yeah. willing to look by that stuff and work with this guy and give him a chance. Him and his sweet wife that invited uh-huh. him to dinner and is just trying to get them to work well together. Right. Ah. Oh. There's just a lot going on with that character. There really is. Morgan Freeman in this is just so good. I, I like rewatching it. I was just like, I didn't understand why he didn't get more like 
award nominations. I know, right? For this, I think he carries the movie and says so much with just every little thing he does. It's he's great in this. I know, and even though a lot of this movie is this kind of like contemplative. Uh, crime drama uh-huh. horror thriller thing there's also some great moments of like suspense in this there's a great mm-hmm. chase scene in this movie that yeah. awesome. is very realistic yep i i felt like um rewatching it i was like oh i think uh some of um uh fuck malignant i think some of that chase scene was probably inspired a little bit by this <laughs> word okay yeah though of course that one along did with did it better right <laughs> that one has the problem that this chase scene doesn't have, and most chase scenes do have, and that is the idea that the person chasing has some sort of idea of where the person in front of them is going. Whereas Brad Pitt is, he's keeping a distance. He's like following and taking cover and stuff the way you would do. Uh, and it does end up losing, like he ends up losing the person in the chase, but he doesn't end up getting killed. Which is pretty much what would happen in most chase scenes. If the person being chased was being chased from 10 feet behind, they'd just turn around and shoot. Well, there's that. It's not that complicated. No, no, not really. <laughs> but in this, he, he's taking cover. He's like, you know, obviously still pulling his gun on absolutely every civilian. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> every living thing. Yeah. But uh, it's a good chasing. It's, it's got, like, good intensity, and it also has that, like, giallo feel to it because we still don't know who this is they're chasing, so he's always in shadow, and he's in that, like, trench coat and totally. stuff. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah, there's, like, this weird combination of giallo influence and, like you said, the Friedkin influence yeah. there, too, mm-hmm. where there's even, like, so many, apparently, you know, sevens built into this yeah. movie where, like... Yeah. Every address, every residential address starts with the number seven. At exactly seven minutes in the movie, some significant thing happens. Right. It's seven minutes to the end when the seventh kill happens. Like right. shit like that. You know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm bullshitting stuff now, but there's a lot of things where he wove seven subconsciously into yeah. this movie. It's mm-hmm. all kind of playing with the numbers. I think that's just really cool and, yeah, and me fun. Too. You know? Yeah, it is. Because, like, as I said, this doesn't have, like, this has like the deeper implication about humanity and about law enforcement and stuff, but like it is a genre film. It's really trying to tell a particular story and and be very contained without trying to say too much. Yeah. It's not trying to be message horror or anything. Totally. But it, it is just presenting a dark, bleak view of the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it does that with that visual in this movie that uh-huh. is just so gritty and shitty and bleak without being the full-on blue-green toned thing well, that's that everything the thing. copied after the ring. He uses dark and light rather than trying to use a filter or whatever. To, right. Like, he yeah. does a good job of really bringing in dark darks and light lights, and it looks a lot to me like a black-and-white comic book at yeah. times. It's almost like he knows how to use a camera and knows about processing right. film. <laughs> yes. It's almost like he knew exactly what he was doing when he made the movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, again, talking about all the things that's influenced, a lot of things that were made after this were kind of taking all the wrong cues from this. Yeah. Like, oh, you make everything look dirty. Yeah. Got exactly. it. Everything's grimy and nasty. Yeah, grimy, gross. 
That's what you need. Yeah. But the thing is, is if everything is grimy, nothing is grimy. Right. You need light. You need you need moments of like cleanliness. And Even stuff. the warmth of uh, of Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow's apartment. Yep, exactly. It's yeah. just a warm, tidy apartment, mm-hmm. and then you see the world outside of it is nasty. Yep. That contrast is what makes it good. Yes. Don't make everything dirty and green and blue and grimy all the fucking time. I don't think people do that as much anymore, but God, that was, there was a period so there. fucking, yeah, it was just so much for like late 90s all the way up into the 2010s. So just much. Green means gross. Yeah. Yeah. It was like everything post the ring just right. did that yeah. look. Mm-hmm. And God damn, that shit got so old, yeah, man. But in this, they did a lot of stuff like the, uh, what's it called, bleach bypass Bleach bypass on the film, yeah, that basically leaves the silver coating on in the dark areas that creates these, like, dark darks. That this movie, watching it streaming, I don't know if other people, rec- like, notice digital noise, but... I noticed just so much digital noise in the blacks where it was just like oh, yeah. these kind of like blue squares and stuff Dude, because they can't yeah. they can't convey uh, on that level. Like if you've got if you're doing 4K streaming or whatever, you're gonna get the darks, but just on a regular stream, it it, it can't convey these darks that came through no. on the film. Yeah. Dude, especially if you like I used to live out in the country and have very slow yeah. internet and you're streaming <laughs> that stuff. Like, golly, I remember watching the, um, what is the The Long Night episode of Game of Thrones? Uh-huh. Is that that was called? super dark, yeah. Super dark. And like there was so much of that episode where it was just like, there's gray and blue blocks all over the screen. Yep. I assume this represents nighttime. Right. <laughs> so we had slow-ass internet, yeah. dude. Yeah, I, I think that... Um if you haven't seen Seven, streaming is not the best way to see it. If, if you, you can, can get a hard get copy. It, yeah, if you can get it on DVD or Blu-ray, that is the best way to see it. Yeah. Though, I mean, again, that only happens a few times. It's just in this real dark scenes when there's just a small source of light, that'll happen from time to time. Yeah, and but it's a it's gorgeous, gorgeous looking movie. movie. Like, yeah. You want the best print of this that you can find anyway. Sure. So, yeah, this is one of those ones where... Go through the minor inconvenience of yeah. turning on whatever your Blu-ray player is and uh-huh. inserting a disc. Dude, I know I've gotten so lazy because any time where I'm like, oh, let's see, I could either stream this or, well, I've got the disc down there. No, I'll just stream it. Yeah, but I'd have to turn the PlayStation on and put right. a disc in. Touching a disc is gross. <laughs> it's just gross. I've done enough of that in my life. I'll just stream it. But it's worth it for this movie to watch a hard copy if you have Yeah, it. I would agree with that. Fucking awesome, influential, yeah, memorable, brutal, relatable, yeah. A lot of ubbles. Mm-hmm. It's a very ubble movie. And don't let Kevin Spacey's presence push you away. I know he sucks. Yep, very, very much in real life. In real and life, and in this movie, and in this. In fact, that kind of while watching it, remembering that he sucks in real life, kind of fed into his villainy in the movie for me. Or right? I was just like. I really do hate this guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, don't let, uh, you know, fuck it. If you hate Kevin Spacey or you will be triggered by his presence, don't watch it. But uh, don't let that push you away otherwise because he I mean, he's he is detestable in this. And on the bright side, he's only in the last, like, ten minutes. Right, yeah, you barely see him. Yeah. So, yeah, he's barely in there anyway, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I will say don't let that throw you off. Yeah. But also fuck that guy. But also fuck that fuck guy. Fuck you. 
He's just remember how for like three years after you know everything came out, he made those like Christmas videos he released on oh, YouTube. Oh, I forgot about that. That were so weird. That was like John Doe shit. Yes, it was. Ugh. I just don't think he was acting. Is the thing I think in this he was like he read the script and he was like, "Oh, got it. Oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. got yeah. it. All right, fine." <laughs> I forgot about those. Yeah, that was really so weird. Strange, he didn't make man. one last year. I think maybe somebody was like Kevin. Just come on, buddy. I also think too. Now that we've just said the name John Doe out loud a few times, I think even the fact that these detectives put so much work into it and had their lives destroyed by it and never even found out the guy's right. fucking name. Yeah. And he they only got him because he turned himself into right. them. The frustration there. And provoked them into killing him, which then ruined their lives. <laughs> and they don't it even know his so fucking name. Dark. Like It's like, are you a detective? You don't even know the guy's name oh, that you're tracking man. down. They won. Yeah, he completely wins in the end Ugh. of this. Like that that is the most brutal message of this is that crime wins or <laughs> like horrendous people can manipulate the system to their advantage. Ugh. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, I don't really have any complaints nah, about this. No, I don't this. either. This is this is uh uh one of my favorite David Fincher movies. Yeah. Uh, and I think David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. I know, dude. So. He really is delivering stuff that, like, he's not hit that, like, Christopher Nolan, I'm huffing my own farts from a bag right. 24-7 phase. Yeah. Like, he's put out some big-ass name movies with some big old stars, and yeah. they are, you know, psychologically twisting and visually mm-hmm. entertaining and stuff, but he is not into that Christopher Nolan hood, and I no, love that about he, Yeah, him. he's not overly complicating things. He's telling no. a story. Even in, I would say, Zodiac, which is the other contender, I would think, for me, for favorite Fincher movies. I love Fight Club, man. Oh, Fight Club is so Fight fucking Club's good. Fight Club's fucking great. Right? <laughs> um, but in Zodiac, like, Zodiac's kind of meandering and kind of, like, heads down alleys that they don't fully complete and stuff. It's a different type of storytelling from him and it's still, still so compelling it. the whole so time yeah. yeah it is man so i i don't really have much to complain about this yeah. movie i mean other than it's just like it's hard to find the right mood where you're like time to watch seven yeah it's as big as a whale it's <laughs> just probably why i haven't seen it in a long time yeah, it's just because my brain is never like do that yeah, yeah, go to there. Uh-uh. Nope, not gonna. What kind of a nombre are you slapping on this? What kind of name you putting on it? Oh, boy. God damn. A numero. If I'm putting a numero or a nombre on it, I uh, I would I would name this... I'm going to say... A, I'm basically vacillating between a nine, a half, and a ten. Because yeah. I think this might be, to me the perfect version of this the the perfect serial killer movie with detectives trying to solve the case yeah i can't think of what would make it a lot better right yeah so yeah i'll go with 10 why not i'm gonna sit there with you because i was sitting here going like is this like a nine and a half or a 10 to me it's kind of like i might say nine and a half just because i have to find the right mood to watch it right that's a me problem not a the movie problem right the movie is just extremely good yeah it's yeah. dark by nature of the yeah. story which is why it's good i think just keep it on brand i'm gonna say 9.7 oh, oh. oh. 
9.7. Just to keep it on brand. So, yeah, nearly fucking perfect movie to me. Awesome. Amazing flick. I'm glad we got it covered on the show. This is one that I think we've talked about doing for a long yeah, yeah. time. And it, it felt like I want to find the perfect time to do it. And then it was like, you know what? Now's the perfect now. time. Just now. Let's do it. Do it right yeah. now. Next week, we're also going to be doing a, uh, a fun flick that we've talked about doing for a while. But mm-hmm. first, I want to tell you guys to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Spotify has the ratings thing now. If you're on Spotify, or even if you're not on Spotify, but you can yeah, just go on you your can Spotify. Just go on there. Uh-huh. And seriously, all you have to do is to click like rate and then you click five stars. Like there's That's no, yeah. what's your email address? Sign mm-hmm. in, fucking write a review. There's none of that. It's literally just a number. Just yep. click it. And that is all you have to do. It helps us out a lot. We've actually got a pretty good number of ratings on there so oh, far, cool. which is great to see. Thanks, folks. But uh, go in there and do it again. Again. Do it some more. Do it some more to us. Uh, same thing on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate and review on there. It definitely does help a lot. Tell a friend about the podcast. If you know some people that love some good chin wagons, some foolishness, yeah. spread the word. We're not out there written billboards or anything, people. So if you got somebody in your life that is into a horror, introduce them to the show also you guys can support us on patreon yeah patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over uh become a patron on any level you get as- access to our uh, patreon exclusive episodes become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie and then we uh draw from those uh, submissions and then we pick one out of the the drawing and we do we, that we do that movie and we talk about it and then you hear it and, and you're like you that was it. mine i chose that i liked to hear the thing i liked to put it in the bowl <laughs> i liked to put it in the bowl you'll say to yourself yeah. after we do your movie yeah it sounds great to me So do it yeah yeah patreon get on that go thing. go go and yeah on social media we're all over the place check us out on uh, linktree forward slash dead and lovely yep. it's got all the stuff yep 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 instagram twitter all that jazz track mm-hmm. us down hang out on the facebook group Next week, we're going to be covering a movie just in time for, oh, it's the the time of year that a greeting card company reminds us to love each <laughs> other. It's Valentine's Day coming up. The love witch is a little old witch where we, we can, can witch, witch together. together. Love witch, baby. <laughs> we're talking about love witch. The love witch. Yeah, yeah. I've heard tell of this movie. I don't know anything about it well like not a thing it is gorgeous i can tell you that okay. it's gorgeous I but hope it has a i won't say it. anything else about it got some witches okay yeah it does have a witch yeah yeah got some lub well you know what you've pretty much figured it all out it's got lub it's got witch it's got pretty all right all right i'll be the judge of that next week on the show Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And everybody out there is doing well and living life like a fancy whore. That's right. Wash your hands. And your ass. And tune in next week for the newest installment of Lovely. (laughs) I've been Uncle Ben. You guys have been just fantastic. All right, I got a movie idea I okay. want to pitch to you. This is just a little plot summary I'm going to throw at you. All right, let's All hear right. it. It's about a showgirl mm-hmm. who travels to Paris. Okay. But she's pursued by a private detective that's hired by the suspicious father of her fiance. 
Okay. But along the way, she makes a lot of friends and fans and admirers. It's a it's a good time romp. But mm-hmm. the real twist is this showgirl is actually a ginormous battering ram what is shaped <laughs> like the head of a wolf. <laughs> so everywhere she goes, she's just smashing stuff in, causing destruction. She's covered in all kinds of okay. diabolical spells and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the movie is titled, Gentlemen Prefer Grands. <laughs> Gentlemen, prefer <laughs> Grons. It's an extended Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. I think with the Amazon thing, they could pick this up and use yeah. it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, gentlemen, prefer Grons. I got to make that now. I got to see that. Yeah, like, I have to see it. The Photoshop picture of Grond on, ge- <laughs> on on Marilyn Monroe's face. Exactly. Like, just- like I'm imagining Grond, but like with a really like pretty like blonde wig yeah. and like a pink dress on, <laughs> just smashing through everything. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Can you I'd imagine Grond that. like with with the dress blowing up over the vent? <laughs> Grond's face just being like, ooh, ooh. la la, ooh, flames coming out the side <laughs> of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might just need to start doing a lot more Grand photos. Yes, yeah, for sure. And like way really, more Grand. Like really cute, adorable situations. Yeah, just Grand, you know, having a tea party or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. Show the softer side of Grand, which is still <laughs> extremely hard and capable of immense damage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're like, oh, look at my big ass doors on my white city. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't nope. care. Not happening. Fuck you. I'm Grand. <laughs> Grand thick, too. <laughs> Grand thick. thick. Got that appeal. That needs to be a shirt. Grand thick. Grand thick. Can you imagine? Like, people see you walking down the street, like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Unless they're cool. Let me chase. They're like, yeah. Nice shirt. Hey, true. Very hey, true. Grand, how about you get over here and batter down my back door, huh? <laughs> what do you say? Wolf whistle. Hey, wolf whistle. Wolf whistle. Yeah, wolf it whistle. Like Grand. Damn. Yeah. He'd love it. That's his thing. He's a wolf. (laughs) Gentlemen prefer (laughs) Grons. Brought to you by Dan Lovely. Trademark Dan Lovely. Yep.